Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And welcome to a new episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Stephen Skolansky. And I'm your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And this week, we're going to our favorite music festival. Summerfest? Yes, Summerfest, because <laughs> we grew up in... It is summer. We grew, yes, it's, <laughs> summer is starting. Well, it's spring, but it's been 90 degrees here in Minnesota for the last three days. So, you know, yeah. who knows where the weather's going to take us. But yes, we grew up in Wisconsin. Summerfest was kind of our summer rock festival if you were giant week and a half I mean, long. they do they do more i mean it's a music festival oh it is it, yeah last like, seven to what ten days absolutely crazy it's usually two weeks what it's weird this year they're doing it in like three weekend <laughs> chunks yeah i think that's kind of ridiculous I, I i feel like a lot of people come to it they spend a week they do their thing yeah. they go home they said they had a blast and that was it but this. And honestly, I'm a little disappointed in the lineup this year, too. Yeah, not the best. But this But you week, know who I'd love to go to a a, 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 a a music festival with? Who? Millhouse, obviously. Oh, Millhouse. Oh, Homer. Homer. Yes, Homer is awesome. And he has a... He goes to this really fun music festival called uh, Hollapalooza, but um, this episode was titled something completely different, but... Before we go to Homer's Music Festival, we like to bring another musician along with us because they know a lot more about festivals and touring than probably anyone else in the world. So what, welcome back to the Simpsons Did It podcast, Neil, from the awesome kid rock band, Cuckoo Kangaroo. Hey, oh, we we are here, you guys. Let's 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 get headbanging. Let's uh, let's get rocking here. Home, Homer Palooza, Hullabalooza. I gotta ask Neil: Is there a favorite music festival that you've either attended or you guys have played at that you guys really oh. enjoy? You know, I um, it's interesting because festivals, especially, I feel like in the last like ten to fifteen years, I feel like I've really evolved a lot and there's really you know kind of uh, things have gotten more regional like I think feel like the regional festival has gotten a little bit better than it used to be these days so you know you're talking about uh, Wisconsin stuff and um, you know the, the maybe the most well-known at this at this moment in time musician from Wisconsin Boney Vare um, was was did a run of I think five summers in a row through a festival in his hometown of Eau, Eau Claire Wisconsin okay um, oh. called Eau Claire's E-A-U-X uh, C-L-A-I-R-E-S okay and um, it was really great and, and and pretty small he headlined most years Will Coach played one year Chance the Rapper um, saw a lot of great bands uh, play there and it was it was really well done. They just kind of they just did things differently as far as uh, you know the, the the types of things they had there. They had this forest area that was like all art installations, kind of like a walk through, kind of like cool nighttime zone. 
Um, you know, they only had a few stages. They had a lot of local bands and then like a few big headliners. So I don't know. That's one recently that I've been to that kind of like did a lot of things like a little bit differently and had like a really good experience. And it wasn't too massive because, you know, Holopalooza, uh, Lollapalooza, that's as big as it gets. That's oh, yeah. that's massive. That's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people over the course of uh, a whole weekend, but uh, I'll give it up to Eau Claire's. They're not really doing it anymore, but maybe yeah. it'll come on back someday. Yeah, no, my wife would probably have loved to go on that. She's a huge Bon Iver fan, yeah. and we're not, yeah, we're not yeah. that, obviously that far away. So, uh, <laughs> but but Neil, obviously, you guys, the the reason we had you on uh, this episode was based off of Lollapalooza, which last year you guys had the honor of of playing. Um, obviously mm. we'll get into it a little bit more in the episode once we start talking about, uh, the festival in general, but that must've been an absolute blast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, that's the other thing that's kind of, um, happened. I feel like in the last, like I said, 10, 15 years is, you know, the, the sort of the more the variety coming out as far as festivals go and, and us, as far as like a, you know, kids band, there's been a lot of, um, you know, family friendly kind of things popping up as well at, at, at quote unquote normal festivals, right? Like they just usually have like their own stage. Usually that's kind of like off to the side, um, you know, so that's that's been really cool. So, yeah, we got to play Lollapalooza last year on the um, Kidapalooza, Kidsapalooza <laughs> stage. Yep. So, you know, uh, you know, I don't know who did it first. Probably. I bet. I bet Simpsons did it. Obviously, it's the name of the, it's the, name of the, name of the dang show. But yeah. come on. Uh, they existed. They did it first. So they, they came up with the blank Palooza yeah. name. So then uh, I feel like Lala did it, you know, by doing kids of Palooza. Um, but then a, year, a couple of years before that actually was uh, pre pandemic. So it would have been like 18 or night summer 19. Maybe we played Austin City Limits oh, yeah, Festival, yeah. which um, is run by the same folks who do Lollapalooza. Um, and they have a Austin Kitty Limit stage there um, as well. So um, it's this really fun thing, especially for us. You know, it's like, all right, we want to play festivals, but you know, it's it, it's it's mostly like pop acts, or you know, when I say pop, like that doesn't necessarily mean genre wise. That just means super popular, right? Like you got to yeah. be massive so that uh, tens of thousands of people come watch you. Um, so it's been a delight to be able to do that, and kids, uh, parents bring their kids, especially like early on in the day, you know, and have them up on their shoulders and walking around, and there's so much fun stuff to see so i feel like it makes a lot of sense and and we're just lucky enough to you know be be well known enough to be considered for something like this but also i feel like we fit in the festival world you know i don't know if we talked about this last time but our band it's a for the uninitiated it's a hip-hop dance along show um but you know and, and again it's a kids band but we didn't start as a kids band we started out in the bars kind of as a experimental thing it was all just about crowd participation yep. um so we played a lot of shows for adults and still play shows exclusively for for adults to this day um in 2015 another festival thing we did we did the entire vans warp tour see you know um, so we i was wondering that because i um i managed a band around the same time you guys started cool. and we yeah. were on warp tour it must have been around that time it was at the metrodome right it was in the parking lot. Uh, it was for lot. a while, and then the year the year we played, uh, it, they moved it eventually over to um, a place called Canterbury yes. Park, which is in Shakopee, Minnesota. There's a theme park and a um, horse racing casino track right there, so they do it in the field there now. But yeah, for a bunch of years, it was at the at, at the dome. Yep, I think I re I think I remember that because I think the last time I told you, I I remember seeing you play with the Aquabats at the Triple Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Yeah, totally. So that we fit in that world, and you know, and and that's the other thing. Interesting. We'll get to it when we get into the show recap here. But um, you know, the the, the you know uh, Lollapalooza and Austin City Limits. That's just like, all right, come to this city for this weekend, see the show, go home. Um, Warp Tour is a different city every day yep. for uh, like three months. It's it's pretty wild. And that's why one of the reasons it doesn't exist anymore is because it's just so logistically crazy. <laughs> but it's interesting in this show that you know Lollapalooza used to be a traveling festival, and so they reference it kind of in here as they're going. You know, Homer's like, "Oh, I'm going on tour," and that was the case. Um, you know, back in back in time, it didn't start off as this Chicago only thing. It it was a traveling festival that had you know mainly the same uh, bands playing. I think 1991 is when it started. Um, you know, Perry Farrell, the James Addiction guy, started that, and so they were playing all over the country. And then um, I think, like in 2004, they were like, "All right, we're just doing, uh, you know, let's let's just stick to one city." So that's their interesting thing is like there's festivals and there's like touring festivals, which you know pretty much don't exist anymore. It's just so hard yep. to do. All right, all right. Well, so let's go on tour with Homer and the Gang in season yeah. seven, episode 24, Homer Palooza, which obvious reference to Lollapalooza. <laughs> this aired uh, May 19th, 1996. Kind of a good time because it's it's right around the corner. Uh, summer is right around the corner. So I think they picked a pretty good date to air this. Uh, our recap, Homer joins rock bands around the country entertaining audiences by catching cannonballs. I like to note, uh, <laughs> we, we like to rag on Disney Plus in their recaps. Um, Homer doesn't catch them. <laughs> he lets them hit him in the stomach. But here's the it's here's not... the funny thing is the um can the Frank Cannibal Richards, the guy that Homer is kind of based off, his name yeah. hit, or what he was the concept was Cannonball Catcher. So uh, I almost wonder if Disney Plus was like reading some cultural references about it. It was like, oh, that's what they called the guy. Homer obviously caught the cannibal. <laughs> they never actually watched the episode. They just uh, kind of yeah. go went based off of that. Did Disney Plus redo all the recaps? They, they that, did. That's that, where. That's why we, after first when we first started this whole thing, we were like, oh, let's just give a recap for our audience. Then we were like, well, Disney Disney Plus does their own recaps on on there. We're like, well, let's just rip off theirs. But then, then it became wow. Their recaps sometimes are really <laughs> crappy, and so we yeah, like, sometimes, <laughs> yeah, sometimes they'll like pretty much ruin the entire episode. Sometimes they'll get like something really wrong. I mean, this isn't huh. terribly wrong, right? It's um, just a funny phrase that you didn't think to use here. Like yeah. no one else would say catching cannibals. Yeah. Yeah. Unless so you knew that so, was like the name of it. So yeah, we like to rag. I think uh, nice. the twenty-two shorts about Springfield. Like they, the recap on Disney plus had to do with Skinner entertaining, uh, Prince, uh, superintendent Chalmers and the whole steamed hams meme bit is that is from that episode. And that's what they used for the recap. They're like, but that's not what the episode is about. (laughs) So yeah, it's a a grab bag. Yeah. So we, yeah, we like to rag on Disney plus and Disney and, Maybe maybe one day they'll they'll listen to us and be like, hey, these guys know what they're talking about. We'll hire them to do our recaps. Yeah, you guys uh, get to re- get to rewrite them. Yeah. So uh, chalkboard gag, chalkboard gag this week, none because again, back half of the uh, season. Uh, our couch gag, as always, is a repeat. Uh, this one, uh, the family rushes in. Everything in the room has a neon tint to it, as though lit by a black light. And then Homer turns on a light, turns the light on, and the color returns to normal. Uh, this was also uh, 
the couch gag for scenes from the class struggle in Springfield. I think this this couch gag fits a lot better <laughs> in with this episode. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, Blacklight, you got the, you know, high Hippies. and hip, you know, the... I don't know what you would call them, Gen Xers, I think is what Lisa called them from uh, yeah. from this episode. Um, I mean, Blacklight was huge in the 90s. I guess it was huge kind of in the 70s and beyond. But I think, the yeah. I think yes, Blacklight definitely fits this episode very well. It's like a festival poster. It, I would yes. Say. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like that, that's kind of that's kind of a thing. I, and sorry to, you know, kind of question the whole format again, but I never realized that the couch gag like like had any sort of tie in to the show. Is, it that, doesn't. is that a common thing? Or, no, okay. it doesn't. So it sometimes usually doesn't. it might. But this one yeah. just I, it's weird. This one just kind of <laughs> <laughs> you're saying because I used it in two. It's like, oh, it fits better. And then, yeah. 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 So it just. Yeah. Because, so yeah, they, they, they like to repeat couch gags because they usually do, like, the first half, they're all new. And then they're like, well, we don't want to animate anymore. So let's just use the first half and the second half. And they must have been looking through the episodes and they're like, huh, this couch gag kind of goes with this episode. Let's let's there marry that together. Yeah. All right. So the episode kicks off with uh, Otto dreaming that he has won an award for being the safest bus driver. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, I don't think uh, Otto's. I mean, his dreams can be his dreams, but I don't. Yeah. I don't think Otto's a very safe bus driver. He's always no. doing something while driving yes. the bus. Uh, but Milhouse wakes Otto up, and uh, just in time to swerve around Jasper, who's yeah, wandering. See, he's dreaming about being a safe bus driver while he's not being a safe bus driver. Yep, makes complete <laughs> sense. Um, but yeah. but Otto hits a mailbox and drives into an auto wrecking yard. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, Otto drives the bus right into a car crusher, causing the bus to get crushed as the kids are running off the back of the bus <laughs> just in time before it got crushed into the cube. And I love how the cube, when it rolled out, literally looked like a scrunched up bus. Did it look? I mean, yes, yeah. it was completely destroyed and in a cube, but it actually <laughs> looked like a very miniature bus. crushed bus. So, yeah. Yeah, it's like a souvenir. Here's what you get. Yes. Your bus got crunched, and here's your souvenir to prove it. Yep. Yeah. And so Otto asked the kids who's good at keeping secrets. Cause... Oh, my God. I don't <laughs> think the kids need to keep a secret because they're going to go to school with no bus, and the, the school district's going to find out. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the school sent a letter out to all the parents, um, and Marge reads it out loud. Uh, and the school, I like how after she's done reading it, the, the school basically called the, uh, the accident, an unscheduled field trip to the auto wrecking yard. I mean, I don't think I've yeah. ever went on any unscheduled field trips. No. Um, same. No, no it doesn't happen. No. Cause you got to sign that permission slip. And I don't think oh, anyone yeah. would uh, sign that one, but the school bus is out of commission for two weeks. And um, for for reading the letter out loud, so everyone can hear it, Marge has waived any legal responsibility on the school's part in perpetuity throughout the universe. <laughs> Perfect. I, I feel like though, like the bus is only going to be out for two weeks. I'm assuming they're ordering a new school bus. <laughs> no, they're already crushing the cube. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so I and I wonder how long. I mean, maybe two weeks is enough time to send out a new school bus. I know here. Yeah, uh, where I live in the Green Bay area, there's a business that uh, uses buses for like uh, people with uh, disabilities who need to like get to work and stuff. And unfortunately, uh, somebody 
burned all the buses and they had four of them. But fortunately, like the community came together and they were able to get two new buses. But I think they went out with all the, with like without buses for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, two weeks. But like they had to order a brand new bus. <laughs> yeah. Springfield only has one bus. They're that cheap of a town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though even yeah. though we're led to believe that there's a high school and supposedly yeah. a middle school in the city of Springfield. But there's only one bus. <laughs> yeah. One one bus, one driver. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> keep keep the cost down. Um, yes. And uh, so Homer says they'll have to organize a carpool, and every day will be like a road trip with Homer to school. <laughs> and the kids, uh, they're they're groaning. They're they don't yeah. they don't like it. I mean, it's weird. I didn't mind getting driven to school by our parents. It wasn't. I guess we didn't carpool, did we? No. No, we never did carpooling with people. Uh, The only time, I feel like the only time, like, when we were growing up as kids, when we got taken to school by our parents, is one of two reasons. One, we missed the bus. Or two, they happened to just schedule, like, a doctor's appointment for us in the morning. And so, like, we are going to be, like, to school. Um, So, yeah, we never never had a carpool to school. Uh, Neil... Did, did you ever have to do that when you were a kid? Or no, n- no, not really. It was it was bus times, and then I had the convenience of like being able to walk. Oh, like, I lived really close to like the school, like I went to a lot, like in middle school. So I was mostly walking, and then I was old enough to drive. So yeah. I didn't have a lot of ton of bus experience, except for like in elementary school. But yeah, it was. Uh, man, th- th- I, I don't really understand this one because it's like I guess other than you know, oh, being with your lame parents, being seen <laughs> with your lame, maybe that's what they're trying to push ahead. Yeah. But it seems like getting a ride is is more comfortable more convenient uh you're in the car you understand you can maybe you know control the radio or you know do whatever it seems more comfortable than uh oh just get on the crazy noisy bus and then you got to sit there for you know half hour 40 minutes before you actually get to school so maybe they're reacting more to having to spend more time with homer or something yeah i mean he's kind of uh kind of a goof but yeah, yeah he's, he's really he's landed lame. on here. He's really he's really going like uh, you know out of touch of dad. They're really pushing that angle yeah. here. They're like, oh, he's so hard to be around, and he's <laughs> he's badgering us with these stories and this music and stuff. So I, you know, they really do. They push it home here. They sh- they show you why Bart and Lisa weren't so stoked to you know be uh, be riding with dad to school. Yep. And yeah. so Homer uh, drives Bart and Lisa and some of their friends to school, and he's like, he's like, Homer's like, so. How about those rainbow suspenders, huh? I was like, Dad, pretty cool how they keep your pants up, eh? I was like, Dad. I was like, I see these kids now with jive printed on their shirts. Now, I can teach you how you're supposed to say jive. And he's like, Dad, please just drive the car, Dad. Now, I'm glad. Now, my our dad was definitely a 70s guy dude big and we've seen oh, it we've yeah. seen it from the 70s huge afro like oh, in yeah. the art wow. like he was a 70 i don't think our dad ever tried teaching us any type of slang whatsoever no <laughs> no which is awesome but uh what about you neil did your dad teach any uh jive jive talk no i i don't think so you know i think it was Maybe some some discussion on fashion trends at the time, or you know, maybe a little bit of that, maybe a little bit of music, but definitely no like phrases or I'll teach you how to say this. <laughs> it, it just seems 
it seems kind of backwards because it's like it, it's usually not the case that the same terms are are you know popular and so it's like oh, i'll teach you how to say this so it's, that's kind of a weird one i don't know what the jive t-shirt is because yeah that seems like very like 70s or something yeah. like that well obviously so, homer i don't know maybe that was that a thing time. yeah but i mean it's funny though i mean i think since the 90s obviously in the 90s we had our own slang we used them obviously now with with emojis and uh uh three lettered like uh, lol and all the acronyms and stuff it this day and age has gotten really weird with words and slang and everything it's never ending it'll never stop i mean that's part of the joke later on in the record store and stuff but yeah it's kind of the same it's the same cycle but i know what you mean of like the digital age has kind of changed things a lot i think emoji are actually like a step in the right direction where it like bridges the gap between generations right yep. like i feel like i don't know about you guys as family but like my parents are pretty good at like using emoji like they're better at texting with emoji than they are like <laughs> texting real english words right like i don't know there's something about that where i think that actually like works to everyone's benefit of being like oh we don't have to use terms we can just use smiley faces and and little symbols and stuff i don't to, think our parents to, use to emojis across. when they text us at okay. all <laughs> uh, our, our mom has used some here and there when she texts me as weird <laughs> You don't know about it. You, you got to find it. You got to show them exactly how to use it. Yes. And then it's all over. Yep. And so uh, Homer keeps saying jive turkey and Bart and Lisa give Homer the stink. I love it. Uh, <laughs> jive turkey. Yep. And so Homer decides, all right, you know what? Enough of this. Let's turn on the radio to KFSL Fossil 103. Classic hits from ABBA to Zeppelin, comma lead. <laughs> and then the... And the uh, Oh, yeah, and then the song that play, is playing on the radio is Shine On by Grand Funk Railroad, uh, which is a fantastic song. I think that's the funny thing. I, I love this episode for all of Homer's music because, yes, we grew up with our dad listening to all this stuff all the time oh, yeah. on records, in the car. I I grew very fond of it and like it, and I still listen to it this day. But I love Bart and Lisa. Like, none of the kids like the music that's playing. And Nelson, I like how he, he taps on Mills like, Tell Homer to change the radio station. And uh, we just hear Marge uh, Millhouse just yelling over the music to turn it off. Um, and yeah. Ho- yeah, that was kind of nice growing up that we didn't have to yell at our parents to turn off the music because we actually enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't bad music. Now, granted, I don't know if this was normal or not for kids, but in, I mean, it was 93. My mom let me listen to Green Day Dookie when it first came out when it, in 93 and I always thought that was kind of weird. Cause obviously there was swearing, bad language, you know, yeah. uh, but I, I went to the store, picked it out and you know, I was swearing ever since. So, I, <laughs> well, it's funny. Cause I, I remember, cause you, I don't know if you still listen to Eminem at all. Not uh, any, Steve, not really but, anymore. Not anymore. But like in the mid nineties, I think you, you listened to it. I did. Yeah. Mom let you listen and mom let you listen to it. And I, I, I remember there was a day where I came in, you were, you know, listening and I was like, Ooh, I want to listen to cause younger brother got a, got a, got a copy older brother every once in a while. And our <laughs> mom heard a swear word in the music because it's Eminem. And she's like, she like pulled me out of my brother's room. 
Wow, so there's a big divide. Yeah, yeah. It's like older brother can hear this, but you cannot. Right. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're only four yeah. years apart. Yeah. Like. yeah, yeah. Yep. So Homer tells Just enough. Yep. yep. So Homer tells them that the band is Grand Folk Railroad, and he asks the kids, uh, "Know the band?" And obviously they don't know. He's like, "Nobody knows the band Grand Funk, the wild shirtless lyrics of Mark Farner, the bong rattling <laughs> bass of Mel Shocker." The competent <laughs> drum work of Don Brewer? Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I got to love the full names here. I'm sure I assume those are the real people in the band. Yeah, and, I would assume uh, so. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's not my era of music, so maybe maybe they were, uh, you know, well-known names. But, you know, I think this is a fairly big band. I mean, I know the band, but I don't know if they're necessarily that big where it's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, the names of the guys in the band. Yeah. So I think it's a pretty good, it kind of illustrates how it's like Homer's really into this. Yeah. You know, it's not even just like a generation gap. Like he, he, he's a big nerd about this band specifically. I mean, I, I try to get, it's funny though. I try to get to know the names of all the artists that are in a specific band. I mean, I know these guys, Brian and Neil from a band, Oh, so we make it easy by just doing it first does, names. does. Yeah. but no no no. i mean like blink 182 i i literally knew you know travis barker mark hop mark hoppus like i i i knew all the guys and i think i like yeah. to follow them around like i knew travis barker was the original drummer for the aquabats everyone's like well how do you right. how do you know that it's like <laughs> i just i i kind of like to know the you know, the artists within a band and just kind of know. Their so, story. If, so if Steve's ever doing music trivia about ska music, oh, Steve will yeah. know all the answers. Get him on your team. You want him on your team. Like literally, round. I think the only, the only band that I know most of the names are the Foo Fighters. And unfortunately, Taylor Hawkins passed away. Like, what was it last mm-hmm. year, two years ago? So yeah, really at this someone. point, it's only Dave Grohl. Like I know some of the lead singers, but like, I like the bands. I'm not going to go yeah. out of my way to learn their names unless I plan on maybe meeting them in a meet and greet. But but see that so. was but see I think what really helped out was I when I was uh, so when I was managing a couple bands um, and we got to go to Warp Tour. I got you know backstage passes and got to be backstage, mm. and it was awesome. I got to have uh, lunch with My Chemical Romance. Uh, the guys from Fall Out Boy fed us lunch like. <laughs> oh, look was, at Mr. Fancy Pants I, here dropping I, bands, and I got to eat. super cool. But but oh, but cool. knowing their names helped out when I'm sitting at tables. Like I'm not yes. like, hi, Fallout Boy. Like it, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. It, I, it. It obviously helps out. But uh, yes. Neil, I guess I wanted to ask you. Like obviously, Homer isn't a you know is the father to these kids. Did you was your father kind of into music? And did you guys listen to the stuff with him or did you kind of just listen to your own stuff? You know, I think he was kind of casually into music. You know, it wasn't I don't think he could definitely he definitely wouldn't be able to run down the line like this from Homer talking about, you know, each person in the band and what their name was and what they did and stuff. I, I don't know about that, but. You know, I definitely, you know, grew up, you know, the classic rock in the car was was happening. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I feel like, a pretty 
pretty common, pretty universal, especially in the States anyway, like kind of like growing up thing. And no matter what era it was, you know what I mean? Like your, you know, your parents who are older than you listen to music from their era <laughs> yeah, and, and, and so on. It always happens. But yeah, my dad and, and mom, I guess at that time it was maybe more like CDs on like long road trips or cassette tapes on long road trips or something like that where, you know, like, uh, I don't know, I think about like Phil Collins and Billy Joel and Ooh. Elton John and, and kind of um, kind of a little bit of Pink Floyd kind of stuff like that was kind of more kind of where it was but so my dad definitely had bands and artists that he liked but i wouldn't really say it. he wasn't like pushing it it like, didn't influence oh, i yeah. guess you to listen to those mu- you kind of went out and found your own yeah yeah exactly it just kind of i don't know it just gave me something to listen to as a younger person and a place to start but really it was kind of my mom basically telling me that i had to be in either band or choir like in in, <laughs> in like uh, middle school like hey you got to pick one of these to at least try and and i was a drummer and drum line and you know just kind of was a percussionist all through you know concert band and, and then learning jazz drums jazz band and then that got me into being the one kid in school with drum kits and then i got to be in punk bands and stuff like that in high school so that was more of the progression as far as learning about bands and music was you know being in concert band and being a school band kind of leading to garage bands and that kind of thing but i think everyone's parents like music to some level it's just a matter yeah. of like are they super nerds and <laughs> are they talking or did I, they go to a bunch of shows when they when they were growing up or is it kind of more just like oh yeah this is the radio this is the music from my time yep. yeah so uh homer you know gets the kids to school and they all just like run out of the car they're like nope we're done with this we're, we, we prefer to be in school and yeah, not in the car rambling about grand funk <laughs> yeah and homer shouts at them if they want to learn more about Grand Funk Grand Funk Railroad to consult the school's library. I don't know if their school's library <laughs> right. is going to have nope. anything on Grand Funk Railroad. No way. But in Homer's mind, of course they would. They're yeah. a legendary band. Do you have that? Yeah, it's, but, it's right in the encyclopedia. God, I swear, yeah. though, Homer Homer definitely reminds us of our dad because every once in a while, like, I'll be, I'll, he'll be up here visiting me and my kid. And he'll be like, oh, have you taught Elliot good good music yet? Or you haven't listened to yours? <laughs> and I'm like, come on. So then I throw Cuckoo Kangaroo on the ra- on the, on the Google. And I'm like, this is good music. This is what I'm teaching them. So, yeah. yeah. That's right. This is where we get you started. <laughs> yep. um, uh, so the sun rises on a new day. And Homer, once again, driving the kids to school while listening to uh, – <laughs> What I think is a fantastic song. I love this song. Uh, Mississippi Queen by Mountain. Yeah, and Homer's like, when I listen to a really good song, that's that's not in my head. Like I'm saying, yes, to every beat. Yes, yes, yes. This rocks. And then sometimes I switch it up like, no, no, no. Don't stop a rockin'. <laughs> and it's like, Dad, please, you're embarrassing us. No, I'm not. I'm teaching about rock music. <laughs> Uh, I don't I don't know if that's how you teach somebody about rock music, but it definitely works like him, you know, bobbing his head to music. This song definitely works out because, you know, Mississippi Queen, pretty good headbanger. Yeah, I just, you know, through all this, I'm like, well, what do Bart and Lisa listen to? You know, I don't think we've ever actually found out. What no. type of like obviously we know well, Lisa, I could, Lisa likes jazz. She likes Bleeding Guns yes. Murphy. So, OK, she's been might be into jazz music, but at least Bart. I well, if Bart, I think he'd be into punk rock, metal, something like yeah. that. If I if I could take a guess, 
Yeah, it's yeah. They uh, never really they they not, in this episode they don't really like push back with like no put on this instead like yeah they just it's really I don't really think it's even about the bands that Homer's talking about they just don't like that yeah. their dad is so into something so but yeah it is kind of strange that they don't even though we get to some like real artists from the day yeah you know once we get to Hullabalooza you know maybe that's where they're saving it from. Uh, but yeah, I assume you know Bart would just be into sort of the the big pop music of the day, or maybe yeah, some of the you know like you're saying the headbangers, the kind of you know MTV you know Beavis and Butthead style stuff of the day, you know Metallica, maybe something like that, or I don't know. But I know Michael Jackson, he he did a voice in, in some of the shows, or yeah, whatever, one of them, So yeah. maybe maybe Bart would be into that at that time. Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, like he did. Kid, I guess a kid, I, a kid of the nineties. I guess you're right because he did because Homer didn't know who Michael Jackson was, but Bart definitely knew who he was. Yeah, it'd yeah. be like that, where it's like, oh, it's a pop star of the day, and the kid knows who it is, yep. but the adults don't. Yeah. So, you know, Homer tells them that Grand Funk Railroad paved the way for Jefferson Airplane, which cleared the way for Jefferson's Starship. <laughs> I, I'm not sure that's how it works, but maybe... Right. I've yeah. heard I, I've heard of all three bands. Yeah. Yeah. Well, me. I guess there's always artists that start something that start a trend yes and then other bands kind of latch on to it and take like it if it wasn't for like if it wasn't for nirvana we probably don't get foo fighters that's yeah. right well and i think i think jefferson airplane is like I think that like a lot of the same people were maybe in Jefferson Starship. Oh. Um, I don't know that for sure. I don't know those bands as well, but I think that was like a one-two kind of like oh we evolved and then we became this band. But I'm pretty sure Alan Parsons' project was a totally separate thing. But yes, I, I I know nothing about Alan Parsons' project <laughs> except for the fact that I grew up in the '90s <laughs> cheering for the Chicago Bulls in uh, in the mid '90s. So I know I think it's called Sirius or uh, something Siren or something like that. Like they did the the song that everybody knows from the Chicago Bulls. Like, uh, starting lineups Um, that song uh you know that kind of legendary walk-up music type of thing that that's the only song i know from the alan parsons project so they did the chicago bulls (laughs) opening music excellent so yeah so and then homer continues like the stage was set for the alan parsons project (laughs) um except for homer thinks it was some sort of (laughs) hovercraft not a band (laughs) i mean i guess i mean you know now that neil now that you say they did the Bulls music for their lineup, it kind of does sound yeah, like it's it like a would... prog rock band that kind of has a alien type of sound yeah. to it. Maybe it's a joke about that, or maybe it's like maybe they had some other visuals that were spacey or something maybe. like that. I so think I, they it... might have. I it's been a while since I've heard the name Alan Parsons Project. I've heard of it, yeah. um, but uh, yeah, it's that's also a possibility. And then you know, Bart starts yelling at Homer some more, yeah, he's like, Dad. No one cares about any of your stupid dinosaur bands. You have the worst, lamest taste in music ever. Oh, Bart, no. <laughs> Bart, my heart. I don't think I ever told our dad that, I, that his music was bad. Like, you, no, because we liked his music. Yeah, it's so weird. It's so weird what you latch on to. But, but, but. Our dad tells you he doesn't like your music, but but we'll get to that with with Homer and his dad. Yep. And so Homer tells Bart he just wants to party with them, and uh, Bart corrects Homer, and he's like, "The right pronunciation is partay," because you know the whole nineties and you know the whole the vernacular of the time. And he's like, "And secondly, they went partay with Homer, even if he was the last dad on earth." 
And now Homer is sad. Why would you do that? Homer has great taste in music. Bad part. <laughs> Bad. And so, uh, so now Homer is like walking down the, you know, walking down the road. He's all sad, and he goes to the record store, which is now called Suicide Notes, which was formerly Good Vibrations and Good Vibrations, sung by the Beach Boys. Beach Boys. Uh, I'm assuming Suicide Notes is kind of like a take on, uh, like, uh, more gothy music. Like, yeah, or like the grunge, the grunge era, yeah, the you grunge. know, like we like yeah. we said, Nirvana, or you know, you have like Sonic Youth in this, or Pearl Jam, but yeah, it's yeah, I think or the Cure, maybe something like that. But yeah, yeah. I think it's it's a, you you got the right vibe right there. I think that's a really that's a really funny joke. Yeah. Oh no, it's <laughs> and, awesome. And, yeah. So uh, Homer goes in, and we see the sales clerk behind the the, the counter reading a magazine called Mondo Frauno. <laughs> I don't get it. Okay. No, no. Don't get it. Uh, And so, you know, Homer goes up to the sales clerk and he's like, he tells the clerk it's been a while since he's been in good vibrations. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, Homer's like, where can I find the latest releases by bread? Or I'm like, what? Is bread a band? I guess I've never... Never heard of that. It's like, I'm sure it, it is. It must be a smaller yeah. band. It kind of reminds me of, yeah, like Berlin or something, like a band like that, where it's like, okay, it's just one name with like a kind of common word, and it's just like, yep. yep that's and the got. sales kid's like, oldies. Or it's like, oldies? And then he starts flipping through the oldies bit. He's like, but you've got all the top bands in here. Sticks? I just heard them on the King Biscuit Flower Hour. <laughs> now here. So, uh, Oh, I'll, I'll let you finish the quote. It's like, now here's some of your no-name bands. Sonic Youth, Nine Inch Nails, Hallabalooza. is <laughs> <laughs> a music festival, the greatest music festival of all time. <laughs> so so the, uh, the, bread, uh, the band Bread was a 1970s American soft rock band from California. Oh. All right. Now we know. Nice. Uh, they were active from 68 to 73, uh, 76 Jeez. to 78, and then 96 to maybe now, or maybe they're, they're not. I mean, they're pretty. I mean, if they formed in 71, I can't imagine. Yeah. No. Yeah. Uh, their last their last year active was uh, 96 to uh, 97. Oh, they must have came back so and played at a bread. casino or something. Yeah. So... <laughs> Um, but they Most did have a festival actually, yeah. but they did have 13 songs chart on the billboard hot 100 between 1970 and 1977. Oh, so they were so popular. They were pretty popular. Now I like to point out that even our records, like I go to, uh, down in the Valley every once in a while, uh, here up in golden Valley and yeah. they're, I mean, they don't have an oldie section. They divide it up by rock and by genre, they they're not jerks like uh, this. Uh, suicide <laughs> notes. They uh, <laughs> they don't just stuff I, them all in a bin in the back. Yeah, I really don't. I mean, I've been been to that store only because they all they sell Funko Pops, and that's what Steve told me. So that's why I only go in when I go visit Steve. Uh, but yeah, I really i I don't partake in going to record stores. Uh, most of my music I've either gotten from Steve or I have another friend another friend who like. He's got a huge collection of music, so they've pretty much given between Steve and my friend. I've pretty much got all my music that way. Um, I have bought CDs here and there, um, but uh, yeah, I don't really go into record stories. Yeah, oldies is oldies is such like a relative term, you know. Yeah. Especially as time goes on, you know, it becomes more and more like what it just means something different to so many different people. So, yeah. you know, it makes sense why it's not like a modern thing really to have in your 
in your record store because it depends on the individual approaching that and <laughs> that like spot and I would say what oldies is yeah it's, I, it's probably it's probably rare that someone walks up to that and agrees that whatever <laughs> is in there should be oldies it's either too old or too new or something I don't yeah. know yeah I know like kids these days like Green Day would be considered like yeah. classic rock yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I mean they're old Just keep keeps on moving that way and yeah. again that is uh we're about to get to the joke but that's a big like emphasis in this in this episode is oh. kind of like it's cyclical it all comes back around and before you know it you will be you will be looking at the oldies bin and your music oh. from your childhood yep. <laughs> yeah so homer so homer says there can only be one truly great music festival and he says it's the us festival which was a real festival held in september of 1982 and may of 1983 so uh, Homer tries to explain that it was organized by that guy from Apple Computers, Steve Wozniak, and the clerk goes, what computers? Um, so at the time this episode was made, Apple Computers was potentially going to undergo bankruptcy before Steve Amazing. Jobs returned to operate it. So ironically, however, in the years since the Apple Computers has once again rose to prominence, making the record store clerk's confusion an unintentionally outdated <laughs> moment. That's awesome. That's yeah. really, really funny. I'm well, a huge Apple nerd and love following them and, and all this stuff, but I did not know about the about the Us Festival. I'm very familiar with Steve Waz. You know, it's called Waz. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, I'm very familiar with him. He's in a lot of, like, the, you know, Steve Jobs, like, biopic films and stuff like that. He's, you know, kind of co-founder um with him and stuff but man i didn't know about the, the us festival looks like yeah 1983 it happened and um or in 82 and 83 maybe yeah. and uh that's really cool to learn about that but yeah it is really funny how, <laughs> how things have flipped <laughs> to where like now if you you know now everybody has a Mac oh, yeah. laptop and it's like that's you know if you think about like a college campus or something or like a lecture hall it's like that you see an apple on the back of everyone's computers yeah. but at the time for sure you couldn't even imagine that that would be the case uh, you know obviously they didn't have laptops at that time nope. but it was like yeah everything oh. was pc or bus so it's uh it's i guess that's that's what uh, 35 years or whatever <laughs> well it's like you look at like older movies from like the mid 90s and even early 2000s where they're using like all these old products and they make mm -hmm. a reference and then like if somebody watches it 15 years later that reference is so outdated <laughs> that it's like yep. well what do you do like and again like most stuff is made for that time period so yeah. it's kind of like a, a, a capsule of what that time period was but like if yeah. you watch this episode nowadays you're probably not going to understand the joke that the guy didn't know what Apple yeah. computers was. Yeah, and that's why we're literally here. that's the, why we're here doing yes. this right now. So that way we can explain it to you. There we yes. go. There uh, we so go. you're welcome, everybody. Yep. So Homer sighs as he walks home. He's like, "Why do you need new bands? Everyone knows Rock attained perfection in 1974. It's a scientific fact." Uh, and the and Homer has a flashback to 1974. And the song playing is Frankenstein by Edgar Winter Group. And, I've never heard of that band. Nope. Um, Same. And then Homer, young Homer watches some guys, you know, partying at a van because that's what you did in the 70s. You had a party ba van. <laughs> the Shaggin' Wagon yep. is what a lot of those kids called it. I yep. <laughs> at least that's what I learned from that 70s show. Um, <laughs> and, and we see, the like, obviously, the strobe light flashing in the uh, van and, as we see it go on and off, Homer gets closer and closer to the van. And then 
as he gets to the front, he starts talking to him. Obviously, it didn't go well, and we see the next flash, and he's all the way in the back. It's um, <laughs> a great bit. It's yeah. a great and, bit. And, uh, yeah, the strobe. Yep. And so this this flashback is actually based on the film Dazed and Confused. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So only seen it once. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen it a few <laughs> times, but I was trying to remember the scene, but I. I can't quite remember it. Well, I think the one character, like when they're talking, is supposed to uh, be modeled after Matthew McConaughey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, so Homer does a voiceover saying, back then, they didn't care what anyone thought, and the chicks found that irresistible. As Homer's drinking <laughs> out of a water fountain, a girl tells Homer that she thinks he's cool. And the other girl, girl as they're walking away, is like, that was mean. <laughs> Oof. Girls in the 70s. Um, so, I mean, just girls in any decade. Yeah, really. I guess. <laughs> and so uh, we see a young Barney and a uh, young Homer singing, You Make Me Feel Like Dancing by Leo Slayer. Um, and if this is 74, then that song uh, hasn't even come out yet because that song was released yeah. in 76. So Yeah, um, it was oh. weird. It was weird that they were singing it because like, I mean, I, I you know, I did my, my research to, to figure out what song they were singing. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I found the song. And then they're like, oh yeah, this is really, sad. I'm like, but he said this was 74. Unless, unless obviously it was a little bit of a flash forward, but uh, we all know the Simpsons know. like to predict the future. So maybe Homer, that is maybe true. Homer was predicting <laughs> the future in, this, in his flashback. Or maybe the Simpsons, or maybe, you know, the Simpsons writers just screwed <laughs> up and didn't do their research properly. Yeah. And uh, Abe's like, what the hell are you two doing? And Barney's like, it's called rocking out. And was like, you wouldn't understand, Dad. You're not, quote unquote, with it. And Abe's like, I used to be, quote unquote, with it. But then they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it. And what's it seems weird and scary to me. And it'll happen to you. God, yeah, I love that quote so much because it's, it's like true. The, it's like it's like the thesis for the whole episode yeah. in, in a lot of ways. You know, just like the, the just like the whole you know sort of you know between the kids and the generation gap type of stuff here. It's it's kind of the main humor point of the whole thing is look at all these things that we don't you know the different ages don't understand. Yeah, you know, and Homer's like, no way, man. We're gonna keep on rocking forever, forever, forever. <laughs> back, in, back into the present. Uh, forever forever <laughs> that, that you know that kind of reminds me of uh the movie sandlot yeah. and uh smalls or was it yeah small no squints was repeating the word forever that yep. just popped into my mind yeah, yeah slow motion yep. and marge asks homer what's wrong and he explains that the uh, record store was playing all this new music and it seemed really crazy to me <laughs> and marge <laughs> says uh i always thought record store seemed crazy but it doesn't upset me and then Mark says, music is none of my business. And, uh, awesome. and the line, uh, so rock and roll all night, party every... Oh, wait, hold on. So uh, I was like, that's fine for you, Marge, but I used to rock and roll all night and party every day. Then it was every other day. Now I'm lucky <laughs> if I can find half an hour a week in which to get funky. I've got to get out of this <laughs> rut and back into the groove. And so uh, the line rock and roll all night and party every day, obviously, is a reference to the Kiss song, rock and roll all night. So that's great. I love that. There's some really good, like, musical puns in this episode. (laughs) 
Yeah. And so Marge tells Homer to try and include Bart and Lisa. Because, <laughs> yeah, that's what they want. Clearly they don't want. Um, uh, so Homer does include them. And the kids uh, don't seem happy about it. Um, and then obviously they're driving off to pick up, you know, the carpool, but, and Bart prays to God says, if Homer doesn't embarrass them, the promise to build, he'll promise to build churches in his honor. <laughs> He's like, Bart, no, no. <laughs> he says several churches. That's, I don't know. I love, I love that word choice. Several churches, yep. <laughs> not just a church, several churches. And so we see Homer drive right past Millhouse, who yells at he's okay today. His mom bought him deodorant. Oh, good lord. <laughs> I'm okay today. Uh, I mean, they're fourth grade, they're ten. So yeah, I mean, boys, ten years, that's probably when they start to, you know, kind of develop, you know. Smells. Smells. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Lisa points out to Homer that he didn't pick up Millhouse, and Homer sarcastically says, I did? He says, I must be getting forgetful in my old age. And then the kids uh, go in. Uh, Homer's like, go into the glove box and get my brain medication. <laughs> uh, and Lisa asks Homer, what are you talking about? And he kind of eyes the glove box. And Lisa opens it to find tickets to Hallabalooza. Um, and, Lisa, yes. and Lisa tells Bart that they look real. And Bart tells her, check the authenticator spot. And she peels back the sticker to reveal a microchip that tells them that the t- ticket is authentic. Now, I now I know they use, like, watermarks and a lot of other crazy things oh, on yeah. tickets these days, like Super Bowl or, you know, high-end concerts. But I don't know if I've ever seen a microchipped concert ticket. No. Yeah, and I think this is another sort of, like, Simpsons did it, like, prescient like type of thing, too, where, you know, it's just the, the, this type of idea of, like, you know, protecting against fraud and, mm-hmm. like, the secondary market and stuff for, like, tickets. And I wonder what this is exactly riffing on because, you know, I mean, it looks like one of those greeting cards where you open it and it oh, pulls the tab yeah. and then it starts, like, singing happy birthday to you or whatever. Yeah. So maybe it's something about that. But, yeah, nowadays everything is wristbands. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot of, you know, there's RFID chip stuff going on with all this stuff too so you know it's not quite what they're doing here but there is a sort of like super tech heavy like angle on like the you know the wristbands that you get for Lollapalooza or whatever and you know you can only put them on once type of thing and they're super heavy duty like they're they're hard to like cut off at the end of the festival yeah. and stuff oh, yeah. and they have like this metal element in it that yeah is like you, you beep in with that you beep in and out of everywhere so you know they're, they're going a long way with these things but yeah, I wonder like Super Bowl tickets yeah you see like the metallic areas yep. where mm-hmm. it's like oh, yeah that's how you tell it's real and like you're saying the watermark or whatever you see this with like driver's license technology or whatever yeah. these days I mean me, kind of and, me and my brother are going to be going to San Diego Comic Con for the first time ever wow yep we finally yeah. Got, oh. after after years of trying to get tickets i we finally taking the show on the road finally got in dude that would yeah, be maybe awesome. we'll record an episode we should. just yeah just for fun you should oh, we do should it definitely just to do say it. you did but yeah they live they used... from san diego comic-con <laughs> oh my yeah. god we should totally do that i mean we have a free day we could definitely do it um yeah, but yeah, yeah. Th- those tickets are impossible like there's no scalping there's like those Passes yeah. are literally impossible to forge and get into San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. They have that thing well, locked yeah. down tight. Well, it's crazy because yeah. a lot of like sporting events and like even like for concerts and, you know, anything where you have to go into a stadium, 
most tickets nowadays, they're on your phone. Yeah. Like a lot mm-hmm. of stadiums, like they've gone paperless. Yeah. Like I know the Brewers, yeah. most of the times, unless you, I think unless you buy the ticket straight from the box office at the game, it's, it's on your phone. Yeah. That's the only time you're getting a paper ticket. Yeah, totally. And festivals, the same thing. The festival's yeah. the only time you get like the wristband or whatever. Well, it's and it's um, funny because like every year my friends and I go to Wisconsin Dells for a few days. We hit the water park and, you know, we do like a nice dinner or whatever. Well, this year, the Dells, well, uh, the Kalahari Resort where we stayed at, because um, they give you wristbands for like every day right. to get yeah. into the water park. Well, yeah. this year they gave us one wristband and on that wristband was like, Basically, like whatever technology oh, like they use for oh. like tap, they put into that wristband for us to get in and out of our like hotel. Yep, they they do yeah, that at Great Great saying. Wolf Lodge too. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, the RFID thing, and then they can yep tell who's <laughs> supposed to be there and not supposed to be there. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, that's good. Yeah, the tech, and then you don't have it here in the recap, but I have the the script in front of me, and and the the interesting thing here too. One of my other favorite jokes, running jokes over this whole episode, is the, like the the talking about the advertising, like pointing out all the oh, advertising yeah. everywhere, and the ticket here. It says check the authenticator spot, and it says this is authentic. And then for authentic refreshment, eat Clark bars, <laughs> and for to- and for totally outrageous class rings, it's Justin's. Yes, oh, yeah. that- Justin's like so huge. dumb. Like I know, I know that I know about Justin. This is so ridiculous, and it's just so funny how like yeah, it's like even on the ticket there's advertising. I mean yeah. nowadays it's just like Verizon presents Lollapalooza or whatever, but yeah. you know, and it says that on the ticket. But it's, it's well, funny like even now in hockey, they're putting advertisements on the helmets, and like there's yeah. talking like other sports of putting advertisements on the jerseys. Oh, yeah. And... Yep, that's never going to go backwards. It's no. always just going to well, get it's more even and more. Cra- but and it's even crazy for like watching NHL games. Um, they basically superimpose over the live video because they they have advertisements on the half boards like all Mm. like on the boards well if you watch online they superimpose other Mm. advertisements over what what's in the stadium yeah so it doesn't like bother the players or whatever but then they can see them afterwards like on the screen yeah it's (laughs) it's nuts um so homer is well sponsored yep yeah oh yeah so Homer tells the kids they aren't going to school because the classroom is their classroom is Capital City Amphitheater and their teachers are musicians. <laughs> well, hey, look, you can learn you can learn stuff listening to music. Mostly it's about, you know, drugs, sex, <laughs> killing yourself, killing other people. Yeah. yeah. There, it, it's crazy like how many like upbeat songs there are <laughs> where like the message in that song is depressing it's heartbreak yeah. yeah it's crazy um so and we see a sign that's a capital city is 30 miles from springfield now when homer was doing his dancing homer thing i don't know if we ever saw a sign i think it was over a hundred, he- i think it was over 100 miles yeah if i, I remember think so. correctly so Springfield moved closer to the capital city. <laughs> apparently. Uh, so now we get to Hollabalooza and the sign for Hollabalooza reads Hollabalooza free nose piercing with every admission. <laughs> That's great. Uh, so uh, Homer and the kids get to the gate. Yep. And uh, it's like, it's like, wow. It's like Woodstock only with advertisements everywhere and tons of security <laughs> guards. <laughs> yeah that's also funny all the all the security yeah oh man like i know going to Summerfest, they they got pretty tight security there 
and like yeah you can't really get away with anything it's it's totally necessary oh, yeah. i mean it's it's it needs to be there but i think the joke is just like oh like the <laughs> festival that homer is remembering is just like a free-for-all yes you know and it's just like oh just show up and take care of yourselves and now everything is so corporate and so like yeah uh, worried about being sued and <laughs> again for re- legit reasons like people get hurt and get yep. overheated and dehydrated and all that stuff it's crazy oh, yeah. especially at like these rock festivals and talking about like warp tour and stuff it's like talking about mosh oh, pits I've seen talking so about so many like, people like taken out on stretchers at warp tour and like you know teenage kids like oh, it's yeah. not like adults who can handle it it's like kids who are at their first show are getting like trampled and stuff so yeah we need, we need those security but yeah. i think the joke here is yeah it's kind of comparing <laughs> it to the 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 70s and the the just do whatever you want style of, of woodstock yep yeah so uh, homer and uh, the kids go through security but security stops homer and takes homer's uh he's got a little canister with him and homer's like what i can't bring my homemade kalua in i don't want to know how he made his own kalua i know it's cream i know there's some sort of alcohol in there i don't understand this is like a, this seems like not like a festival beverage no you know? no it, See, it's like i don't really understand why that is what he made but maybe maybe it was a thing you could make in that time or it was a popular maybe. festival going beverage I, I i don't really get it i think about it, it was like that's what like you put in like hot cocoa or something yes. you know that's like how you spike hot cocoa. homer's or, making or a bunch of white russians at the festival there you go i guess so yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so behind, uh, the Simpsons, we see a booth that says register not to vote because <laughs> obviously this is like the seventies and like anti, you know, voting stuff, I guess maybe was a thing at, in the seventies at these kind of festivals. Well, I guess they're for Nin- the hippies. 90s. The hippies don't vote. You said, well, I'm saying, but hullabaloo, oh. like the, like Woodstock, you know, it's for the hippies and the hippies don't usually vote. I think that's what they were kind of oh. getting at. And so Lisa says, Generation X may be shallow, but at least they have tolerance for all people. (laughs) And the reason she says that is because the booth behind them says, Bungie jump against racism. (laughs) I guess. I I mean, sad thing is that booth is still freaking relevant. Um, So Homer points out uh, the Hullabalooza freak show. And uh, one of the freak show people announced Cypress Hill. And before they start performing, they announce there is a lost child. And if the child is not claimed within the next hour, she will become property of Blockbuster Entertainment. <laughs> now, is that the name of the company that's running the Hullabalooza or like actually <laughs> Blockbuster? I don't know. I was... It's confusing. It could go either way. Yeah. I mean, they should have said Blockbuster Video. I feel like that's the full name of that company. Correct. But by saying Blockbuster Entertainment, it's confusing. And yeah, it could be like the promotion company, but that wouldn't really like read like on TV to people. Yeah. Like, if they meant it to be the festival, they say like it's property of Hullabalooza Inc. or something yeah. like that. Well, because so the other thing I, too I don't is know if what they're like, going for there. Like if a kid like if a kid watches this episode like right now in 2023, they ain't gonna know what Blockbuster is. <laughs> and it doesn't have anything to do with the music festival that either. Too. Like doesn't it doesn't like read in that way. I mean, I think yeah. it's a funny joke of like I think it's just fun. It's just funny that like uh <laughs> yeah like a intense like rap rock band like Cypress Hill would make a lost kid announcement. Yeah, that's, that's really funny. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you know Bart sniffs the air and he's like, "What is that smell?" And you know, so Lisa's like, she sniffs the air too. It smells like Otto's jacket. Awesome. <laughs> That's great. Oh, the weed. So the only time I've ever smelt weed at a concert, 
Uh, a friend of mine got free tickets to a Modest Mouse concert at the Raven Milwaukee, and we definitely got a contact tie. You had never been to a you day. Think it'd be more common for yeah. no. You think it'd be more common at the outdoor at the the, the Summerfest? Uh, yeah, you know, thing, I you know, I mean, instead of the indoor show, but that's yeah, uh, yeah, yeah Summerfest. Well, I think Summerfest is more of they have country. Well, I guess I mean it doesn't matter what genre the music is, but also I'm I'm assuming the security there is probably pretty good about not letting people smoke. Yeah. I I don't know. It's. I, I have no idea. Uh, so Homer buys a hat and is about to walk away when the guy says, he's like, karma. And Homer's like, huh? He's like, karma. And he points at the tip jar. And Homer's like, oh, I get it. And then walks away without giving a tip. And, and clearly the hat guy is mad. Oh, that was fantastic. Because, oh, I mean, look, I, I get it. Those guys don't work for much money. Like, yeah. they, they don't. And I've seen the tip jars at every concert that I've ever went to. I'm like, I just bought a $35 shirt that I probably could have bought at Target for 15 You got yeah. my money, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, anytime, from where I've worked in lots of service industry positions, you know, anytime you see the tip jar, you know, go ahead and throw a little something in there. It doesn't have to be a lot. But also every, like, service position I've ever worked at, there's also a very strong like do not solicit for tips like yeah that is like a that's a faux pas right there so they're kind of both in the wrong here you know you yeah. shouldn't you shouldn't hint so strongly <laughs> towards the tip jar Correct. It, you know it should be an unwritten rule type of situation and you know if, if you can do it great if you can't great but you know i think you know saying karma and pointing it to that's 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 overboard you know I, so i, I feel like not, homer I, was in his right here to, to walk away from that one but i think he just didn't understand no, that no he really did i we i won't get into my my position on tipping because we'll be here all night uh, so uh barton and lisa are enjoying themselves when homer comes up to them wearing uh, the hat he just bought he's like dad you can't wear that it's that's a rastafarian hat <laughs> hey I've been safariing since before you were born. <laughs> so my God. It was like wearing a Jamaican hat makes a bold statement about your connection to reggae music. And Homer's, Homer's like, just like Steve Martin, he's like, well, excuse me. <laughs> and he puts on a too cool for this planet button on his hat. <laughs> and Bart's like, you know what, dad, maybe we'll go exploring on our own for a while. <laughs> and so you know homer he tries to get... go what was that what was that neil i was just say let your kids go run around the music festival. oh absolutely no big deal. <laughs> yeah so you know homer tries to get back in the groove and he approaches a crowd yeah, he's like cool concert am i right <laughs> one guy's like yeah nice try narc and the girl's <laughs> like where's the narc and the guy's who he's <laughs> like that fat jamaican guy <laughs> and Homer's like, what did I say? What's going on? And was like, hey, we're just trying to have a good time, Narc. Why don't you want? Why don't you want to destroy us? And girl's like, don't commit your hate crimes here. Hate crime. I don't. I don't, how, I don't, I don't know get how it. that's a hate crime, unless it's because he's pretending it. to be Jamaican. But 
He's not. Yeah, that's, kind he's... Of what I, that's what I thought it was. It was just yeah. like, oh yeah, he's okay. like in sort of you know, you know, sort of impersonating a person of color yeah. or something like that, or like a. He just you know, thought the it, hat was cool. Yeah, yeah. He he doesn't get it, but yeah, yeah, to go all the way to hate crime, I don't know. I feel like they're just trying to like lampoon the kind of like super liberal yeah. type of person that would be at this like show or whatever, and would you know would attack anybody who's doing anything <laughs> remotely wrong and, you know, including, you know, crowd surfing him across the crowd. Yeah, it's like, support yeah. my butt, support my butt. <laughs> oh, yeah, because the crowd, like, he gets in the crowd and they, like, yeah. push him away and they yeah. dump him out. Um, so now we come back to a band playing and that band is awesome, Smashing Pumpkins. They're playing the song Zero, which is amazing. I love it. And, you know, the pe- they cut to people, like, dancing and grooving. Oh, they're not dancing. They're see- just, like, swaying very yes. mellowly yeah mm-hmm. and so and now the least my least favorite part of this episode as bart and lisa listen to smashing pumpkins and lisa's like it may be bleak but this music really is get, getting to the crowd it's like eh making teenagers depressed is like shooting fish in a barrel <laughs> <laughs> i love smashing pumpkins They're great uh, screw you bart and lisa uh, appreciate the music no man uh, so, these, you know, no 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 man these emo, they, these grunge like emo bands this is what started it all you look at emo kids these <laughs> days they have no idea they were oh, listening no, to like no. nirvana and smashing pumpkins and sonic youth and all this stuff in the early 90s yeah so homer looks on and says it makes no sense because he hasn't changed since high school <laughs> and all of a sudden he, i'm uncool so basically he thinks when that girl told him that he was cool, that carried this entire time over <laughs> 20 years. He just thought he was cool because that one girl said it. Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that. Uh, you know, that the sort of blind energy right there. You yeah. know what I mean, just, just ignorance is bliss type of stuff. Right. I there. mean, I think you I'm know? cool. It's like, hey, I don't know. Exactly. That's all you need. Yeah. It's kind of a little, little sign of just like, yo, don't let anyone well, else well, we'll, define yourself. We'll, you? we'll get into what's cool and what's not cool at the end of this episode. <laughs> um, so Homer says he's been kicked out of paradise and a, a, a roadie hands uh, a road. And we see a guy behind him who's a roadie and he does the like blowing mucus out of your nose where you pinch one side. <laughs> I hate that so much. It's so gross. I played soccer and the guys I played soccer with. Half of them did it too. I just, oh, it's so gross. So gross. Yeah, but it's right after someone's, he like says how beautiful it is. Or oh, yeah. Like that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. It's like yeah. he says, oh, it's so great here. And then, yeah, they blows a, does a uh, Brian and, and Cuckoo Kangaroo likes to call it a snot rocket. That's what it's called. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you call a snot yeah, rocket. The snot that's, rocket. Wow. That's super gross. Yep. Yep. And so Homer kicks a small machine similar to a cannon. And it shoots out a pink bundle that hits Homer in the stomach, inflates into a giant pig, and floats away. And the Rory's like, oh, man, there goes Peter Frampton's big finale. He's going to be pissed off. And then we see Peter Frampton. You're damn right I'm going to be pissed off. I bought that pig at a Pink Floyd yard sale. Oh my God! Frampton, Frampton here is interesting because I feel like he is, especially maybe for like our generation, like obviously like a lot older, mm-hmm. and maybe he was maybe in the early '90s he kind of was like still sort of cool because it just doesn't seem like he matches with like the Smashing Pumpkins and Sonic Youth and Cypress Hill here. Yeah, you know? it's sort of 
I, th- yeah. I think I don't think he was being. I think they were like playing it straight with him of being like, oh no, this is like kids still like like this guy or whatever. <laughs> but he it, it, like when I just hear that name, I think of like someone who's so much older than those other bands or something. Like well, that. It's, it's it's a little incongruous. I know, but it's weird now. Like you go to a lot of these festivals. Like I, I I see a lot of festivals and post like even like Coachella. And obviously you got like the big name bands, like the current big name bands that are on there. Then all of a sudden you see like some bands from like yeah. the early nineties on the, on the set list. And you're like, yeah. well, they don't fit in with any of these two bands, but Hey, they still made it. But it's like a revival thing so that yeah. the young people can get back on board with it. Yeah. That makes sense. It could be, it could be an early version of that of like, Oh yeah, you're getting back together for this big show. Yep. And so Lisa asked Homer if he's okay. And, yeah, Homer, Homer seems to be fine. And so the guy yeah. who runs the freak show introduces himself to Homer and tells him that he's been looking for a fatso to shoot with a cannon <laughs> <laughs> and okay. offers Homer to be that fatso. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever seen that, that at a freak show. I've seen people being shot out of a cannon, but I don't think I've ever yeah. seen anyone being shot with a cannon. To be fair, I've never been to a freak show, so... I've been to a couple. Yeah, I guess it was a thing catching catching cannonballs. Yes, it was, it was uh, something that people liked. Did they yep. did they have a freak show at Lollapalooza when you were there? You know, not this year. I wonder. I wonder <laughs> what it would be. I'm trying to think of a funny thing to say. Like, just no. It's just like you know, people. I get uh, people in the crowd are the freak show now, right? It's just <laughs> yeah. like you just walk around and it's just like amazing people watching. Just like all them <laughs> crazy outfits and you know, wild hair and just, you know, people really go all out for like festival fashion. I feel oh, like yeah. it's kind of yep. maybe taking, taking some of that, uh, some of that. And I'm trying to think what happens now at festivals. That's like different. That's like, Oh no, like they do this now instead, but really it just seems like it's music and it's really more streamlined where it's like, okay, there's music. And then there's like a, a crazy, like retail opportunity, yep. here, you know, like a massive tent for like all the band merch and then an even bigger tent for like the just Lollapalooza merch, yep. you know? So it's like all shopping. Um, there's like hangout zones where you can get away from it. There's like, you know, smaller stages that have more like chill music or like DJ music. Um, maybe you can see like some live artists painting a mural or something like that. But yeah, I think the freak show thing, I think overall the freak show thing is uh, sort of phased its way out of our society. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think it's kind of not cool to do, do that. They, <laughs> even, oh, if you yeah. call, do they... <laughs> even if you call it something different, but I feel like people wouldn't really want to go for that yeah. anymore. Do they at least give out free water now at, at festivals? Oh yeah, okay, oh good. yeah. You get good. the. This is. Uh, I first saw this at Warped, where it was just like you know, it's like a tent and it has like all these like spigots <laughs> at it, and everyone is encouraged to bring their own water bottle and refill it all day long. Because yeah, that's good. Because yeah, it'd be nice to make some extra money here. Oh, but when no, I, it's even when better I, to not to not have the headlines of kids yep. passing out and dying at your festival to over overheating. It's like no, you want them to you want them to be alive so you can sell them tickets next. Exactly. Time. That's usually usually <laughs> helpful. Oh uh, yeah, and so. Homer tells Marge about the proposal. It's like, Marge's like, so you want to go on tour with a traveling freak show? I was like, I don't think I have a choice, Marge. It's like, of course you have a choice. How do you figure? You don't have to join a freak show just because the opportunity came along. You know, Marge, in some ways, you and I are very different people. <laughs> I think mean, they kind of are, clearly. Yeah. Homer just goes off and does stupid jobs. And yes. Marge doesn't understand any of it. Nope. <laughs> um, so now they head to the Raleigh-Durham Skull Bowl. And- so North Carolina. Yep. And again, this sort of like, 
you know, crazy sponsorship yep. of Skull, Skull being yep. chewing tobacco, yep. like gnarly, Chew. so gnarly, so crazy, <laughs> like all the all the cigarette stuff from that era, all the tobacco oh advertising God. of that era. Kids chewing yeah. were, was nuts. Yeah, yeah. And so Homer is introduced to the crowd, um, and he nervously asks everyone if they're good. And then the mm-hmm. then the cannon is rolled out, and Homer is shot in the stomach, and the crowd cheers. And yeah, yeah I mean that's good thing to cheer for. Yeah. He survived. And yep. uh, Homer thinks the thanks the crowd and is just pulled off stage by the midget. The midget freak just pulls him, yep. pulls him off the stage. Mm-hmm. He's like, all right, sir, you're done. Get off the stage. Yep. <laughs> um, and then we see Homer, you know, signing cannonballs for kids. He writes, "Stay in school. <laughs> your hero, Homer." Then he hands the <laughs> then he hands the ball back to the kid. And he just flunk. Straight now, now was, did, is Homer in charge of the the balls, and he's just passing them out to kids? Or I clearly, I don't think that kid gave him the cannonball if he can't even carry no. it. No, Homer is like, oh, this kid, like maybe the kid came up and was like, I want your autograph. Homer's like, well, crap, I don't have anything to sign. Oh, the cannonball, and he signs the cannonball and gives the kid the cannonball. Who has access to a cannonball like any other way, too? <laughs> yeah. I know. It's not a bowl. It's not a bowling ball. It's a cannonball. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh, that's funny. And so we see Billy Corgan telling Homer that he likes his style. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. To be- meet Billy Corgan. Oh. And then Corgan introduces himself. He's like, uh, Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins. Homer Simpson smiling politely because <laughs> well, he has he no thought, clue he thought, who he is. No, well, like he thought Corgan like smashes pumpkins. Yeah, so he's like, oh, well, that's his act. Well, my <laughs> act is smiling politely. Yeah. Uh, now, fun fact about this episode: Courtney Love was actually asked to be on this episode because she uh, recently did a film with James L. Brooks. But she uh, never responded to the request. So Love was uh, wanted specifically for one joke, which would be exchanged between her and Homer. And that joke was Courtney Love's like, hi, Homer. I'm a big fan. Courtney Love. And Homer's line was Homer grateful. <laughs> uh, I'm fine with no Courtney, Courtney Love. I'm all right. She can. She right. can. Uh, yeah. They just took, they just, you know, just, again, just easily switched that joke over somebody else. Yeah. They were okay with it. Yep. It's a great joke. Yep. So they rewrote it for Billy Corgan. I'm glad they got Smashing yeah. Pumpkins. That was a good. Yeah. That's great. Yep. I feel like it, rep- especially in hindsight, represents the era a lot. I mean, they were just a lot bigger than like Hole or, you know, I guess Courtney's notoriety with the Nirvana stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think, yeah, especially in hindsight, you know, many decades later, it's like, oh, yeah, that Ashton Bumpkin's definitely <laughs> like, you know, especially for that Lollapalooza crowd, like that, that that's the right name to go with. Yep. And so, uh, um, okay, I guess I have a quick question. So did you, did you do autographs like backstage at Lollapalooza or did you do much fan interaction at Lollapalooza? You know, I think we just popped out to take some pictures after there. They didn't have anything, like, set up specifically. I know, like, Warp would do, like, really, like, set up, like, tent signings, yep. you know? Yeah. Where it's, like, so-and-so signing here at 3.30 or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, I think maybe if we were, you know, part of the more of the mainstream festival rather than the, the kid, kids of Palooza stage, they'd maybe try and pull some more things like that or, you know, you'd be looped in with some of the sponsors uh, to, to do a signing or, or something like that. But, I don't know, at our headline shows, we do, like, a VIP 
uh, meet and greet like before the oh, shows. Cool. You know, people like pay extra for that and you know get to hang out and get some free stuff and and all that. So we do that for our normal shows, but festivals it's sort of like a whole other beast and uh you know it's you're just trying to you're just trying to keep your head above the water and figure out where to go next and how to get around it's so massive you know but that's one of the things actually that um lala does so well i forget the name of the production company who puts the whole thing on who again does uh austin state limits as well it's just like so well run backstage and just like so many helpful people with like golf carts to help anybody to different areas because it's like you got to drive around the perimeter of this whole thing you can't like cut through yeah right it's like this it's basically like there's a track around the whole festival that for the work people who are working and performing so um really well run so i got i got to give it up for for that but yeah no no autographs at the festival this year just just some photos you know it's all cool and uh homer to billy (laughs) corgi is like you know my kids think you're the greatest and thanks to your gloomy music (laughs) They've finally stopped dreaming of a future I can't possibly provide. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. That is so great. Uh, So Bart reads a letter from Homer about how the tour is going. Um, And then we see the tour bus uh, coming to a fork in the road. To the left is Cleveland and to the right is Cincinnati. And the tour bus does a Y turn. It doesn't go to either city. <laughs> so, so Neil, I wanted to ask: Is there has there ever been like, oh, we're gonna head to this city, and you, and like at the last second, you're like, no, we're not gonna go to that city. <laughs> oh man, we're, I think we're too professional for that. You okay, know? good. We show, good. we got a show booked. You got to do it no matter where it is. But no, we just played Cleveland last weekend actually oh, nice. as we record this. So we love uh, we love going there. But I think it's funny as a as a joke for uh, you know I think you know there's a lot of a lot of sort of you know fly over country kind of like yeah, oh yeah. ohio's boring like yeah. you know that kind of thing oh these are neither one of these are good options <laughs> but uh i don't know i feel like especially for like a rock festival i feel like cleveland you know, got the rock and roll hall of fame oh, yeah you know they get the like the drew carey like show and the cleveland rock song so I don't know. I feel like out of the two, you'd probably you'd probably go with uh, Cleveland for for that if you had if you had that choice. But well, we've never skipped a show. You know, okay. even, we play in all sorts of places that we've never even heard of, and wow. tiny tiny dinky towns. That that's the thing with our bands because we're family band, kids bands, like, and we're popular in, in elementary schools and stuff. It's like oh, there's kids oh, yeah. in schools everywhere. You don't even yeah, have yeah. to. We don't have. It's, it works out for us because we don't have to only go to the big cities. We can uh, play shows and have a couple hundred people at uh, small places that we've never heard of before. So. Nice. Works out nicely for us, but yeah, I got a lot of love for for Cleveland. So, uh, I gotta get back. Why to they start their river on fire? <laughs> yeah, Cincy, they're known for their their chili. They oh yeah, chili skyline chili. chili is what uh, oh, most people know. I've uh, seen Cincinnati it. for. I've yeah. seen Cincinnati skyline chili. That that yeah. ain't chili. That's the stuff. I will they fight like anybody, there. any of our listeners who are from Cincinnati. I will fight you. It is not chili. Yeah, the Wisconsin chili is is better in, in your mind. Well, it, Wisconsin doesn't. I mean, ch- like chili to me is like it's beans. You can throw beef in there, maybe some vegetables, and you put some spice in there, and that's chili. There are Got some it. people who like to put noodles in chili. That is oh, not yeah. chili. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. It's a definitional, definitional recipe situation. Correct. Here. Yes. Got it. All right, and so Homer says part of his part of the first of his job is to entertain. Uh, but some, but sometimes he likes to think it gets a message across, and he writes no litter on his body, and then gets shot with a <laughs> cannonball. Um, but mainly, Homer was able to tap into the spirit of self-destruction that makes rock and roll the king of music. And we see Homer car skiing behind the tour bus with pans underneath his feet. 
Oh my god. I, I don't think I've ever I, I've I've seen so I've seen people like ski behind cars and like I've seen like people like go on a couch that's tied to a car, but the only time I've really ever seen that stuff is winter when there's ice on the road. Mm, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, Not I guess people have been like like rollerblades too, <laughs> yeah. but like like why I can't imagine a that's safe to put pants on your feet and b if you hit a rock you're dead. It's Homer, man. He he gets hit with cannonballs daily. I think he's that's I true. think he's good. Yeah, he's entertaining the whole tour with his with his hijinks. Yeah. <laughs> but I love how the band members are on the bus, you know, just cheering him on. Yeah, so yeah, Homer's that's, cool that's pretty, again. That's pretty real. That's what that's what Homer is cool. Yep. And so Homer comes out to welcome the ticket holders, like, and uh, um, one of the kids is like, uh, oh, here, uh, it's like, oh, here comes that cannonball guy. He's cool. Are you being sarcastic, dude? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that's Mm -hmm. great. Oh, man. So Homer, you know, takes another cannonball and thanks the crowd. And he's like, don't trust anyone over 30. Isn't Homer 38 at this point? Yes, he is. So they shouldn't so they shouldn't trust him, which means they should trust people over 30. He's just trying to blend in, you yep. know. He's trying to be part he's trying trying to be part of that Gen X crowd that they have there. Yeah, uh, and so uh Homer introduces Peter Frampton and Frampton's like, "Hey, you know, round of applause for Homer one more time." And then he starts playing and the bass is just so, you know, it's vibrating the stage so much that it just bounces Homer off the stage. <laughs> that's a that's, that's a lot of bass. That's a lot of low end. Yep. Yeah. And so uh, Homer stops bouncing uh, next to the Smashing Pumpkins. And Billy Corgan tells Homer uh, that their next stop is Springfield. And one of the band members asks Homer if it's true that they have to bring their own water. And Homer's <laughs> like, well, we have a saying. If it's brown, drink it down. If it's black... Send it back. So now so Springfield he, is that uh, city in Michigan, Flint. Oh, oh nice, nice, nice. Too soon. Oh, too soon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so here, here's the funny thing. I, I want to say there is somebody on the writing staff who's from the Midwest and maybe like rural Midwest because we, there's a saying for like, if you're in rural parts of like Wisconsin, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, like the Midwest. If you go to somebody's house and they have a septic tank and not like actual like city sewer, there's the, the, the quote is if it's brown, flush it down. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Because the problem is you don't want to fill up the septic tank too fast. Yes. So I've I've heard that, but more in the sense of just like, oh, saving water. Like that too. You know, just general, like, oh, if you don't need, you don't actually need to flush it if it's, if it's just urine, you know, but if it's big and stinky, then yeah, get rid of it. I get that. But then there's also, I, I, you guys have probably heard like the actual like alcohol version of this, right? Like it's a mixture of the two things, right? Where it's it's like beer, uh, beer before liquor, you know, I feel like that's sort of quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Liquor before beer, you're in the clear or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's it's easy to get them backwards, but I feel like it's sort of mixing these two things. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. The toilet metaphor (laughs) and the, like, yeah, the, the, which order to drink your booze in. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they tell Homer that he can show all the kids who called him a weirdo. uh, Yeah. He can show all the kids who who called him a weirdo what a successful freak he has become. (laughs) No, I. But he'd still be a weirdo. Yes. 
Now I do think it's but funny. A successful weird. I do think it's funny that they played Capital City, that's only thirty miles away from Springfield, and now they're coming back to play Springfield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> what a successful tour. Apparently. Yeah. And so when when they tell Homer that he's a successful freak, they look at the original bassist from Smashing Pumpkins. Her name is Darcy or Darcy because there's like a apostrophe in there. Uh, yeah. Retsky. Um, and I I, lo- I had to look this up because I had I was like, I'm like, who was their bassist in '96? And that's who it was. Um, oh. And she says she isn't a weirdo, uh, and but she does say she was in the audio visual club. <laughs> Um, I because those kids. There is there is a there is a stigma around people who are in the AV club as weirdos. I mean, I work in news. I work with audio and visual stuff, but I wouldn't say I'm a weirdo. I would. Um, And it's like a it's like a like sort of flavor of like chess club joke. Correct. Right. It's like that. Yeah. And so Homer says he was part of the same club, but he was kicked out on his view of Vietnam. But also because he was stealing projectors. I'm pretty sure he was kicked out because he was stealing projectors. I don't think the kids <laughs> cared what he thought about Vietnam. Um, so I would, I, I kind of want to know what his view was, though. Yeah. Um, so Homer picks up a beer and tells his stomach to get ready because they're gonna ha- uh, going to show Springfield what they're made of. And he takes a drink of his beer and Homer, you know, burps. But his stomach makes like a weird noise, like gargling noise. And Homer's like, huh. That's odd. <laughs> and so the guy who runs the freak show tells Homer he doesn't like the sound of Homer's stomach. And Homer's like, ah, it's cool. And the manager's like, no, no, no. Nothing is more important to me than the health and well-being of my freaks. Now go see the vet. <laughs> <laughs> so so he cares about their health, but he's going to send him. To, I, I, I get that's the joke. It's great, though. Oh, that's a great joke. So Homer goes to a ha- animal wait, wait, hospital. Wait, 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 wait. I want to know if uh, if Neil knows if the vet was present at Lollapalooza. Did they have a vet for all the musicians? That oh, at... wow. <laughs> you know, I think uh, I don't think there's any animals allowed. Oh, okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. I would imagine that there would maybe be some specialists for any pets that were in there. Maybe service animals, oh, okay. but. Uh, you know, I think we're I think we're dealing with uh, standard, uh, you know, first aid uh, yeah. services for for humans. Oh, cool, uh, yeah. cool. <laughs> things things have changed. Things okay. have changed. Things but have also, changed. also, I think that goes hand in hand with the freak show going away. You know? Yeah, <laughs> it's like we don't, we don't treat people like yeah. that in many ways. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, so Homer goes to an animal hospital. It literally just says animal hospital, <laughs> um, and there's a sign that says cat detailing while you wait. It's not like. Like car, like car detailing is like cleaning out the car, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. the cat cleaning while he went. Okay. So the vet looks at Homer's X-rays. It was like, by God, those cannonballs have practically demolished your stomach. From now on, no cannonballs, no spicy food, and when you lie in your in a hammock, please rest your beer on your head or your genitals. <laughs> oh god and homer's like rules i i'm a rocker i don't need i don't care for your rules yeah uh and the vet tells homer that this is serious and if he takes one more cannonball homer will die i'm surprised he's I, first of all i'm curious to know how many cannonballs he's taken to this point but also i'm really surprised he's alive anyways yeah. well i don't know what episode god the episode has to be coming up where he becomes a boxer and the doctor t- yes. tells him he shouldn't be punched in the head anymore. 
<laughs> I don't. God, I feel like. Oh, it is. It's coming up. It's uh, season eight, episode okay. four. So, okay. so, so right now we get Homer getting uh, basically punched in the stomach several times, and now he's going to get punched in the head several times. <laughs> so I don't got brain damage. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> Tummy damage and then brain damage. And then uh, Homer yeah. tells the vet that he can't scare him. It says because dying would be a stone groove. <laughs> <laughs> and then he asks if he has any messages for Jimi Hendrix. And the vet says, yes, tell Jimmy to pick up his puppy. And it's so uh, we get a Rover Hendrix. Visual game. So the problem with this joke, though, where the veterinarian tells Homer sarcastically or when Homer tells the vet sarcastically if he has any messages for Jimmy, um, that uh, which it was a, a dog with a blue bandana lying in a '60s decorated bed. Uh, this joke was criticized as being one of the worst Simpsons jokes in history. Even Matt Greening has gone on record to say it was a terrible joke. At the time of this episode, Jimi Hendrix had been dead for 26 years as he had passed away in 1970. <laughs> Yeah, this is not a. I, I agree, it's not a good joke. But also, twenty years is so long. Like, yeah, if it was like, oh, he was sick that time, that year, or like he died yeah. that year. It's like okay, but just like you were saying with the too soon jokes, it's like, uh, okay, it was twenty years ago. I mean, <laughs> it really is just like it's not like a oh, it's a um, you know a disrespectful joke. No. It's just more like oh, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. like if this famous per- super famous person has been dead for a while it would like... have been funny if homer had said like a name of somebody who's still alive and then mm-hmm. they did the dog joke yeah but because yeah. they did somebody who was who's been dead for 25 plus years at that point like yeah it's like make a joke about that after their pet in the afterlife or something yeah like, yeah. like i don't know <laughs> yeah yep so homer is uh back in springfield and bart's like so what's it like being famous dad it's like people know your name but you don't know theirs. It's great. <laughs> I'm sure, Neil, you get that all the time. Or you probably remember yeah, a lot of people. I'm sure. Brian, Brian's incredible at names. I'm not. Okay. Um, so it's good that one of us normally gets it. But, yeah, it's also, you know, it's people people give you a break because they say, oh, I, you, no, it's okay. You, you must meet lots of people all the time. And it's true. So, you know, it, it does help a person like me who's very forgetful of names that you get the benefit of the doubt. You know, you, people, people give you a break on that more, more than they don't. So it works out nicely for me. But usually it doesn't matter because Brian knows the name. And I'm just like, what's the sound guy's name again? Oh, yeah. It's, it's cool. You know, it's just like it's that. He always remembers those. He's great. That's at great. It. Nice. It's great. And Bart's like, Dad, do you wear boxers or briefs? Homer's like, nope. <laughs> he look, he, he looks down. He, look, he pulls He pulls his waistband out and looks down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, nope. Going commando. Yeah, Bart's like, what religion are you? You know, one with all the well-meaning rules that don't work out in real life. Uh, Christianity. <laughs> oh, I love that joke so much. Uh, I love it. I thought I when I heard that I thought he was setting up to just say like all of them or something like that. Yeah. Like really, that's like you could say that about every. You could right? I thought that's where they're going with that one. But yeah, I still love it. Still yeah, love it's it's a good uh, it's a good target. Yep. So and, works and out. And so Homer asks Bart why he's asking all the questions, and Bart says it's for some report for school, and uh, quickly asks Homer if he wants some pie, and Homer's like sure. Mm-hmm. And then Barco gets goes get some pie, and Homer looks at Bart's notes and the report for the person Bart admires the most, and it's Homer. 
every once Aww. in a every once in a while, you know, Bart kind of has a turn, and this time, you know, he hated Homer. He was like, "Get it, stop embarrassing me, get out of my way." But then, you know, Homer did it, and uh, now now he's a now he's a big Homer fan. It's okay; it won't last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so Homer takes a bite out of his pie and, uh, but his stomach is definitely still grumbling. It's not sitting well. Uh, and so, oh so the Simpsons drive to the Springfield fairgrounds where there's a billboard of Homer that says Homer Simpson, the pride of Springfield. And the picture they're using is Homer getting hit in the stomach with the cannonball. <laughs> Cause that's all I mean, says. you gotta advertise what he does, but it's still funny. Yep. And then Marge is excited that the last time she went backstage was when Bart ripped his pants at the Christmas <laughs> play, which embarrasses Bart, and some random adult in the crowd laughs like Nelson. That was weird. <laughs> was it just me, or was that weird, though? Yeah, kind of. It's just... Like, no one else gets to do that in the show except for Nelson. Yeah. Exactly. Like, have somebody else do it. It's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> like, it kind of took me out of the episode a little bit. <laughs> now, now my fi- now I, I was definitely with Marge. Like, I was always excited to go backstage at any show. Probably the, the, craziest, the craziest way I've ever gotten to go backstage was it was really hot summer. And me and my wife went out to uh, get some ice cream before a show and having a lot of milk or dairy when it's really hot out without being hydrated is not necessarily the best. It's a I- bad, idea. bad idea, but we milk was a bad choice. It was. <laughs> and so we went, went to this concert. It was a, it was an Aquabats concert. Unfortunately not the triple rock one, Neil, but we went to a different mm-hmm. one and uh, we, <laughs> it was funny, like halfway through uh, a set, obviously we're in the middle of the crowd, a little bit of moshing. My wife faints. Well, Ooh. the the only thing they could do is like they got security to come out and lift her up. They took us backstage. So and then she put they put her on a couch. She you know kind of rested, got some got hydrated, everything. But it was a free entrance to get backstage, and we got to meet some the bands and everything. So that's there you cool. go. That's dedication. And I was like, right I, I asked her later on. I'm like, did you do that on purpose for me? Like, you knew I wanted to get backstage, so you fainted. No, but uh, no, I was. I've, I can tell that's. I I always get excited to get invited backstage or go backstage and do stuff. It's always just a fantastic time to meet. I've meet people. I've never been asked to go backstage. I I don't like Steve. Steve's like the concert king of this family. You've been going to concerts since you were what fifteen, yep. sixteen. Yeah. I, I like. I like don't be wrong. I love music. I've been to a few concerts here and there. I've been to Summerfest, but it's not really like my thing to go backstage. Now, the only time I've been backstage was last November when Steve and I went to go see uh, a viewing of Clerks Three, and we got to meet Kevin Smith. Wow. Like, technically, that's not back. I mean, it was behind the screens. So it's technically backstage, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, we obviously paid also it. paid for the experience. But it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, I've never, I've never got to experience of, you know, going backstage, meeting the band. I, I mean, I don't really care. Like there's more, I, there's a lot more mystique to it than, you know, obviously I'm coming to it from the other side yeah, where yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, it's normal for me, but also at like a lot of venues, especially like small venues or even, you know, venues up to, 
you know, saying small could mean up to 1,500 capacity, 2,000, something like that. Like, a lot of the quote-unquote backstage areas, like, they're all just, like, shared workspaces, like you're saying, like, with the first aid zone or whatever. It's, like, it's not like there's a special area that's all bands. I mean, yeah, there's, like, a green room where it's, like, that's where the bands go. But as far as backstage goes, you generally it's just, like, for anybody working the show in any capacity, you know. So it's all it's <laughs> often a lot less glamorous than you think. It's mostly, like, a lot of, like, mops yeah. and, like, janitor stuff and like cables and gear and equipment and mic stands and like you know kind of bored people who are you know just there working their working their job or whatever so yeah. uh you know but yeah it's certainly it's more about i think you know taking my you know in the band hat off it's like it's more about like being able to you know go where other people aren't yeah right? oh yeah like, well oh, yeah and i and i completely <laughs> understand that because you know when when i see like people getting tours of like like i've worked at plenty of tv stations and like oh yeah they'll bring people in and like people love going into local tv stations yeah i don't understand it because you know <laughs> i work i work be- i work behind the scenes and yeah. like especially when i meet people and like i tell them what they do and they're like oh that's so cool it must be so awesome and i'm like it- it's a job <laughs> Yeah, there's always a grass is greener on the other side, like yeah. or just like the stuff you don't know element to it. But it is funny to talk about and be like, yeah, look at these mic stands, cool, yeah. right? Like- yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you this, my it's, it's more my wife's story, but my wife's favorite backstage experience is we got to a Flaming Lips show really early, wow. like really early, because I'm I'm the nutcase that likes getting in and getting spaces in a <laughs> get a spot, get a spot yeah. before everyone. My wife could care less, but. We got to the Flaming Lips show literally before anyone else, maybe 30 people in there. Pro- I'm guessing it must have been like the band manager for Flaming Lips came up to us. Would you guys like to be back, uh, backup dancers uh, for the Flaming Lips oh, on stage? Oh, I was hoping that's And was we were like, what? Re- really? And I asked my wife, I'm like, dude, this is your show. I, if you want me a part of yeah. a part of it, I'll totally do it. She's like, yeah, let's, let's do it. So you go backstage. It's co- like, I don't know if you, you I, Robert, I don't think you've been to a flaming lips show at uh, Neil. Nope. I don't know if you've been to one, but, Oh yeah. They're a huge influence yep. on Brian and I making the band in the first place. Yeah, like, so like I they give it. you like a costume and everything. And oh, we wow. got to go up on stage the entire show, entire set on stage, dancing, being backup dancers for the flaming lips. That's pretty so cool. Awesome. And it was, yeah, they always have such like fun, like yeah, they're like mascot costumes. Yep. They're like legit, like cool costumes. And too. I was and like then, uh, nothing. I mean, yeah, we. I mean, it's obviously a different experience here, like physically hearing a show from the stage because the monitor, the monitor speakers, and everything's just yeah, like it doesn't sound good. Just, yeah, it's it's definitely not a concert experience that, per se, but God, was it insane! And we got to meet, you know, yeah. we got to meet the band after the. Show was over. They gave us uh, a couple band shirts for free, autographed yeah, them for that's us. Amazing. And, yeah. 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 You were working. I was basically so working. They hooked it up. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? You can always go see the show from the normal crowd perspective another exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yep. So I, I'm, I, I'm glad you took it. I love that they do that. I will say, uh, so I have a friend from high school. She, she was a dancer. I don't think she does it as much. She teaches dance. Um, and her and a friend of hers, they got to do it, I think, for two concert, two two separate years, two separate concerts, where they got to be backup dancers for Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> amazing. Yes. I was like, I was super jealous because the one year I really wanted to go to the show and I, I didn't realize she was going to be the backup dancer until she had said something on Facebook. But I had to work. And I'm like, 
Man, I would have loved to have gone to that show. I would just like to see Weird Al, period. But, yeah. I've never seen him play either. Someday. Yeah. Someday. So uh, That's a summer fest show. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the Simpsons get backstage when a manager comes through with an orchestra. And he's like, hello, bands. Who is playing with the London Symphony Orchestra? Come on, people. Somebody ordered the London Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> Possibly while high. Cypress Hill, I'm looking in your direction. And so you see Cypress Hill kind of gather around, kind of like like uh, whispering to each other. Uh, yeah, we ordered the orchestra. <laughs> now, fun fact. The Simpsons once again predicted the future because this summer in London, Cypress Hill will be playing with the London Symphony Orchestra. Wow. Cool. Nice uh nice research there. That's, yeah. that's cool. Oddly enough, it actually uh popped up on my Facebook for some reason. <laughs> I, that is wow. weird. I honestly I knew you were doing this episode. Yep. And yep. They got it ready for like, you. Like I, I know everyone says the Simpsons don't necessarily predict the future because shit just happens, but I yeah. mean it, I was reading an article when this when this was announced. Obviously this this episode was referenced in that article. Because it was, okay, it, I mean, because awesome. it was a long time coming, and the fact that Cypress Hill has never played with the London Symphony Orchestra for what it's going on, what, where are we? Twenty three years, twenty three years. Oh wait, oh ninety six. Thirty. Thirty years. Well, almost. 30. Almost thirty years. That it's never happened is kind of wow. crazy, but yeah. But they. So how it worked out is so Cypress Hill is going on tour with an actual orchestra to do their shows, but oh. but. When they go to London, they are playing with the London Symphony Orchestra just specifically because of this episode. That's hilarious. It's amazing. So I would love to. I I hope they put that out on a DVD. I I that'd be great. I, I that if for a live show on a DVD that that's the one I'd want to own. <laughs> um, and so Cypress Hill, um, uh, one of the members asks, "Do you know Insane in the Membrane?" And the leader of the orchestra says, uh, "We mostly know classical music." We can give it a shot. <laughs> well, yeah, they're an orchestra. Of course they, I mean, uh, of course they probably only know classical. But, uh, so Cypress Hill starts playing Insane in the Membrane, and the orchestra is able to join in and perform. And Marge loves it. So, it's Marge. A real, it's, a, it's a really good joke, too, because it's like, that's like one of their main hits, but you don't yes. even have to know the band. And, like, the name of that song is, like, so intense. And, yeah. and so, like anti-orchestra it's just like it works either way if you know yeah. the band or not yep. and i think we learn here that marge likes orchestra type music yeah like classical because you know she approved of this so i mean clearly she has an affinity for something with an orchestra yep. uh so now we see uh peter frampton performing uh and we get a shot of otto and jimbo and jimbo's like frampton's guitar is talking and otto's <laughs> like uh, he's like, my shoes are talking too, and he elucid he hallucinates that his shoes are talking to him, and his his shoes are like, don't worry, we won't hurt you, we just want to have fun, <laughs> and this is a reference of the shoe people. Uh, uh, in Otto's hallucination, spoke an opening. Oh, I'm sorry. So Otto Man's talking shoes resemble the shoe people. I don't know what the shoe people are. Um. And what they say is the opening line from Prince's song, 1999. Yep. Wow. It's a great song. That's awesome. That was a good, good 
pull for the Simpsons to put that in there. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was great. Um, and so now we see Smithers and Burns enjoying the concert. Yeah, Burns is like, and to think, Smithers, you left when I bought Ticketmaster. Nobody's going to pay a hundred percent service charge. <laughs> and Smithers, I love this is the best. So he's like, well. It's a policy that ensures a healthy mix of the rich and the ignorant, sir. <laughs> yeah, oh, we could be here. We could be here all <laughs> night talking about Ticketmaster and Taylor Swift oh. and like sporting events. And, like, we we could spend an entire like just episode of just talking about it. Like, oh, it's yeah, insane. Like- Without doing that, it's like this is just the other, the you know, beyond the advertising and, you know, the crowd stuff. This is just the, you know, another one of the just like, oh, some things just stay the same. Yeah. About yep. like festi- festival going culture or just like concert culture. Like there are these these evergreen things like advertising and like being bummed about Ticketmaster. It's like they just don't go away, you know, no. and it's just, it's just a great example of it. And it's so funny to watch the show. It's this episode is nearly 30 years old and yeah. it's the same, same issue. Yep. God. So uh, Peter Frampton tries to release his inflatable pig from earlier, but obviously it's not there. Yeah, I don't like, even unless know why, he got a new one. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> it's clearly gone. Yeah, and so Frampton's like, Homer wrecked my pig. Cypress Hill stole my orchestra. Okay, <laughs> but you weren't there when the guy brought the orchestra in. That's on you, Frampton. <laughs> and and then he's like, Sonic Youth is in my cooler. He's like, and then they cut to Sonic Youth. And he's like, get out of my cooler. <laughs> and they tell him to chill. And they're like, are you really going to eat all that watermelon? So apparently like he has got a ginormous watermelon, which we'll see in a little bit. Yep. And Peter tells Sonic youth, he's trying to perform. He's like, and they say, Oh yeah, go ahead. We'll protect your cooler. And then they proceed to steal from the cooler. (laughs) Oh my God. Uh, You know, I really, you know, as, as much as I love having Neil on this show, I asked my wife several times if she wanted to be on this episode because she is a huge Sonic youth fan. Uh, oh. Like huge, they, and I'm like, come on, man! Out of the, be on the podcast, they get the fewest lines. Though, they, right? out of like, they you did, know, yeah. Like, like Billy Corgan gets more, and even yeah. Cypress Hill gets a few more. So it's not really like they're starring guest role. No, but yeah. but, really. fu- but but fun fact yeah. though, Sonic Youth actually threatened not to appear in this episode if Courtney Love was was oh. uh, yes. in it. Oh, well, so probably because of Kirk Cobain. <laughs> yeah. Some beef going on. <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, musicians like feuding. Yeah. yeah I'm sure, so. I'm sure, Neil, your feud with Blippy will go on. No, I'm sure, okay. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say anything about it here. You know, I'm trying to, we're trying to take the high road at this time. But, uh, <laughs> or I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll, I'll, maybe, maybe more Casper baby pants. Yeah. They're, they're, um, you know, they're somebody who, they're, they're, we're keeping an eye on them right now. We don't have official beef, but we're keeping an eye on Casper <laughs> Baby Pants. We only have, we only have beef with Blippy and Baby Shark. Oh, okay. Oh, All right. Everybody has yeah. beef with Baby Shark, though. Yeah. Officially, those are the, that's the beef list. <laughs> so, so the freak show manager introduces Homer and he, and he says that Homer embodies everything about rock and roll except the music. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. And so Homer, you know, comes out on stage and Millhouse yells out, I used to carpool with him. <laughs> Thanks, Millhouse. You also are friends with his son. Yep. Yeah. 
like best friends. And so, you know, Homer's standing up there all nervous. And then uh, the song, uh, he's like, he's like, all right, Homer, don't fear the Reaper, which I love this reference because don't fear the Reaper is a song by Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. I love that song too. And so he taps his stomach and his stomach, you know, growls at him a little bit. And Homer's like freaking out. And he's like, I'm going to die. And uh, Marge yells uh, out that the cannons are designed to hurt. And Lisa's <laughs> like, Mom, we need to encourage Homer. We need to support him. And so Homer, you know, looks at his family. And Bart's like, you're the coolest dad alive. Now, here's the thing. This isn't the first time Homer's put his life in danger. No. Because he uh, Bart the daredevil, he literally tried to jump the... Well, he... He wasn't trying to jump the gorge, but he tried to jump the gorge. Yeah. And uh, he should be dead. So, uh, yeah, I don't, it's it's kind of weird because we've seen Homer do stuff for his family before where he should be cool. Yeah. Um, but uh, Homer gets ready to get shot by the cannonball and uh, Marge covers Maggie's eyes because uh, she doesn't <laughs> want to see her uh, dad die. And Sonic yep. Youth is eating Peter Fredman's watermelon <laughs> all in a row. That That's was great. great. And the cannonball yeah. gets shot at Homer. But at the very last second, Homer jumps out of the way and the crowd boos him. Oh, poor Homer. Should have yeah. just Well, he didn't want to die. I guess. Um, yeah. And then Homer uh, hugs Marge and tells her that he thought he had an appetite for destruction, but all he wanted was a club <laughs> sandwich. <laughs> what <laughs> uh, and then Marge goes over to Peter Frampton's cooler and pulls out a club sandwich, which Frampton doesn't like. He's like, I was going to eat that. Yep. Everyone's everyone's taking Peter Frampton's <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> and and uh, Sonic Youth is uh, disillusioned by the fact that Homer wussed out. Um, Hallabalooza isn't about the freaks, though. It's about the music. And advertising. <laughs> and youth-oriented product positioning. <laughs> yeah. And that, get, and that and getting toasted. Nicely toasted. <laughs> oh, I love Cypress Hill. Oh, they're great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the freak show manager says there's nothing worse than a yellow-bellied freak. Unless that's their act. But Homer is a yellow-bellied freak. He's, uh, he's, Ooh, he's yellow. He's yellow. Well, they're all yellow. They're all yellow. Except for yeah. Carl. Yeah. Except for Carl and Lou and a couple other characters. Yep. Um, Homer says goodbye to the Smashing Pumpkins and says that uh, he can't share their bleak uh, worldview because Homer has too much to live for. <laughs> <laughs> and Billy Corgan says that that they envy Homer because they all have their uh, have their music. Legions of fans. Millions of dollars and their youth. And they cheer and walk off. <laughs> yep. Every artist ever. Okay, maybe not everyone. But yeah. uh, the Simpsons drive home and Homer says being with his family is more important than being cool. And Bart tells Homer that what he just said was powerfully uncool. <laughs> and Homer says, you know that song? It's hip to be square. <laughs> by who Huey Lewis in the news. God, I love it. Every song, every old song that Homer can spew. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of references. Yep. And Lisa says, that song is so lame. God, Lisa, you, you just have not seen enough, uh, back to the future. That's your problem. No. Um, and Homer says, uh, asks, so it's so lame that it's cool. 
And both Bartley's <laughs> like, no. And Marge asks if the kids, if she's cool. And they both say no. And Marge says that she's glad because uh, not caring is cool. And the kids say no. And Marge asks, <laughs> how do you know if you're cool? And she says she feels like they've tried everything to be cool. And uh, Homer tells Marge that if you're truly cool, you don't need to be told that you're cool. And Bart says, well, you need to be told. Yeah. How else would you know? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, the credits roll with a rendition of the Simpsons theme playing over the credits. And we see the uh, the Smashing Pumpkins teens kind of dancing to the Simpsons credits in the song. Yeah, that's uh, like, I feel like, I don't know if it's like a lot of, I haven't watched a lot of the newer episodes, but I know this episode and, and the next episode, and we've seen it in the past where they're like the, the, the traditional Simpsons theme doesn't play, but they do play it with the, the rock and roll stuff because that's the whole point of the episode. I thought that was mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yep. Also, this is like uh for next time, but I didn't really notice this because it's, I don't know, it's just that ending about being cool, and then it like go like my Disney Plus goes back to like the or it tries to play the next yeah. one, oh. and the log line for the next one is about Lisa trying to be cool. Yeah, that is true. And yeah. I was like, whoa, that is that's interesting because yeah, it, it kind of leaves on a weird note in this one, but I think it's like it works because it's like things are back to normal, or the kids yeah. don't think their parents cool again. <laughs> like it's kind of just like resets everything's back on track again. Yep. But then like this whole like discussion about what makes you cool actually like carries over to the next episode which isn't like a you know to be continued thing no. it's not like a connecting episode but i thought that was interesting well, the whole is, yeah. for, the, for the finale of season yeah seven. so the yeah. weird thing was is from what i've read summer of four and a half four feet two uh two inches was actually supposed to be the season premiere of eight uh, and so i don't know if they moved it because of the homer palooza thing or because they decided that they'd want with season eight is the first season where they kick off the season with Trials of Horror because uh, that's when that's when yep. seasons always started was Halloween so right in the fall, exactly yeah. so instead of Trials of Horror being episode four five or six they're like well let's just start the season with Trials of Horror and they did that for several several years until they stopped doing that again but um that that could be my only thing is like oh let's just kick off season eight with trias of horror we'll put this one yeah because it was a the whole purpose was it was a summer episode like a summer right before you go back to school type episode and that's why they originally were gonna have it as a season premiere but no it wasn't a summer episode right they started now because it was a summer break episode so it makes perfect sense to start it at the end of the season maybe i don't know but either way, so, uh, that'll be next week. So as we always do, uh, we'll we'll give our rankings. And Neil, to remind you what they are, uh, one is a doe, two is eat my shorts, three is don't have a cow man, four is mm, sprinkles, and five, everything's coming out Millhouse. And as we like to do, uh, let our guests get the first, first crack at the ranking. Wow. You know, I do really like this one a lot. Um, I won't go for the five, but I think I'll go for the mm, spr- mm, sprinkles. sprinkles. <laughs> right. uh, I had to do it. I had to do a Homer style. Yeah. Um, I, I almost went three with it. You know, it, even though I love the like place of it all and I love all the music industry jokes and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I, I definitely I'm, I'm definitely gonna go mm, sprinkles on this one. You know, it's it's uh, it's one one of the faves, but also you, know, you got to save you gotta save that five for the best of the best i know so I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick with the four all right cool yeah i 
Yeah, I agree. Four mm, sprinkles. I love all the jokes. Uh, I love the aim quote where he's telling young Homer and young Barney about like how he used to be with it. And now, now what it, it changed, is, it yeah. changed. It's, it's a great quote. Um, it's, it's a funny episode. I mean, apparently it has one of the worst Simpsons jokes of all time <laughs> in it. Uh, who knew? Um, but yeah, a lot of the jokes are pretty cool. Uh, I love some of the, uh, the wordplay with some of the songs with like, don't fear the Reaper. Uh, so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's one of those episodes though, where it's like, it starts out differently because they were supposed to like be doing like school carpooling and, and i mean it does flow well and it's and it's an entire a story uh but yeah it doesn't really quite meet that five for me as well uh for mm, sprinkles all right well i'm unfortunately gonna go five uh everything's coming up bill house because this i mean this was obviously nice. the music of my generation i grew up on this so when this episode aired it just hit me with a ton of break like with sonic use cypress hill um, I mean, maybe Peter Frampton, I kind of like Peter Frampton as a kid, but, uh, not as much, but just the music, the festivals going to music festivals, being a part of it, just ev- yeah. everything about it just spoke to me. And I love rewatching this episode cause I was just quoting like the episode is going, going along <laughs> as I was watching. Cause I knew everything by heart. Yeah. The Abe stuff is fantastic. I love the Cypress Hill joke with the London Symphony Orchestra um, the open, I mean, no, I, you really don't get to it or talk about it, but the cold open that they went with, with Otto on the school bus, <laughs> that was just really fantastic. It real. I mean, they, a lot of episodes don't get to the point of the episode before like, you know, 10 minutes in this one was like right. crush school bus. Kids don't have to go to school right into the music. Like it was like three yeah, minutes into the episode. And we're already yeah. talking about music. Like that was absolutely fantastic. They did not cut cut anything. They just all right. We're going for it now. Before before we close it out with our character profile, I like to point out. Now I read this after I was going to give my review, so this has nothing to impact it. But the BBC website called this episode quote one of the most memorable episodes, if not one of the greatest. The satire on youth counterculture is well handled. And Homer's flashback to his youth is fabulous. And also in 2019, the consequences of sound ranked it the third greatest episode on its list of top 30 Simpson episodes. Wow. Uh, All right. There we go. It's well, so it's, it's well, very, uh, well thought very of. well received episode. So yeah. Oh, yeah. that another fun fact. I didn't realize this, but the end credits was actually performed by Sonic youth. That makes oh, cool. sense. Yeah. There you go. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's close it out with our character profile. And this week we have freak show manager. I love it. <laughs> Does not get a Does name. Get a yeah. name. <laughs> just, just, uh, just freak. I like that. We're going deep. It could yeah. be, could, there's too many characters with names. we got to, we got to, we got to profile one that has no yep. name. I mean, last week, well, last week we had the bear, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, we had the nice, bear. Nice. Um, his occupation operates Hallabaloo's pageant of the trans mundane. A traveling freak show. He believes nothing is more important than the health and well-being of his freaks. <laughs> his pet peeve: yellow-bellied freaks who are pressured to resign. <laughs> what he uses instead of a desk: the hood of his car. Awesome. So, uh, That's great. so let's uh, close it out with where you can find us. Head over to Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. You can find us on Facebook, um, The Simpsons Did It Podcast. 
Um, you can head over to YouTube, search at the Simpsons City Podcast, and you'll find all of our YouTube videos on there. Um, if you guys would like to give us feedback, feel free to shoot us an email, the Simpsons did it pod at gmail.com. And if you'd like to uh, give us a phone call, dial 95-612-384-0986, listen to our voicemail message, and then leave us a little voicemail on what you think of our uh, podcast episode. Um, and Neil, if you'd like to uh, let everyone know where they can find you guys. Yeah, totally. The band's called Cuckoo Kangaroo. doesn't matter if you have kids or not. We uh, encourage you to check it out. Hopefully uh, we can make you laugh, uh, even if you're not a child. If you like The Simpsons, you'll you'll dig our band as well. We're, we're a comedy band of sorts. Um, but yeah, we uh, we tour around, play shows all over the place. So uh, check us out at cuckoocangaroo.com for all the show uh, information. Also, relating to today's episode, we actually uh, shot a live video where we played with a backing band. Like we had this rock band, this local band from Minneapolis called the Shackletons, uh, learn a couple of our songs, and then they're like our backing band. And we just shot that for YouTube. So you can go see oh. that right now on our YouTube page. Really cool band, the Shackletons, three brothers from Minnesota. They're on tour with Lucero right now. So they're uh, doing it real big out there. So yeah, that's our latest video to go check out. And uh, yeah, we're always making new songs and other fun stuff come see us uh playing shows this summer we're playing uh playing a uk festival for the first time Ooh. ever so we're taking that we're taking the holopalooza uh <laughs> transatlantic and uh going over there to do that so i'll have to join you guys again and report back on uh how um how uk festivals are different awesome oh, yes, no, we, 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 uh, <laughs> i think i think uh, we have about a five percent listenership out of the uk so Great. Uh, hopefully uh, they go. hear this. It's called and, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's um it's a it's a festival called Bestival. So <laughs> Bestival. Uh, there you go for for the name again. Yeah, it's known for being one of the more family-friendly festivals. Awesome. Yeah, uh, check out Bestival. All right, gotcha. So until next time, I'm Steven Skolansky. And I'm Robert Skolansky. And this has been The Simpsons Did It. <laughs>